another glorious day down here. Oh, the sun is shining. It's beautiful here, and i got to go back to the dentist tomorrow morning. And I'm, uh, in fact, I'm not working tomorrow. Oh, I won't uh, talk to you again until Friday. Well, where are you going to be Thursday? Um, New York. Oh, and i got that short show on Thursday, and hopefully on Friday oh! with that Hurricanes. You go, Canes. Yeah, I got uh, chipped. Uh, well, I didn't really chip. That's a long story. It's boring. Yeah, maybe I should go to Greensboro with everybody else and check out the Canes. Yeah, that's a great idea. No, I don't think I'll be doing that. Now, the New York Daily News I noticed today because uh, Jermaine Jackson was on with your buddy Larry last uh-huh. night, which I all—I the only I channel surfed to see who he's got on. But I was fascinated because the last couple of days I've been reading these stories on the air from the New York Daily News about uh, this tell-all book he was going to write, Jermaine Jackson, about Michael. And on last night, all of a sudden, like, he got hit by a lightning bolt, and he retracted everything. He never said this, and he never wrote that, and bada beep bada boop bada And I'm wondering, well, how come he didn't sue the Daily News then? You know, it seemed like a massive lawsuit. And I look in the Daily News today, and there's nothing. I mean, it's like they never even wrote the other stuff. So who knows what evil lurks. And, of course, uh, poor Kirby Puckett, he's dead. Yep. And uh, Dana uh, Reeve is dead, Chris Reeve's wife. She's dead. 44. Died of lung cancer, never even smoked. Yep. They're dying like flies, man. Kirby Puckett, of course, the fact that he weighed 700 pounds or whatever he weighed probably didn't help. You see the picture of him at the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony? Yeah, he really, he was heavy oh, to start with. Goodness. He really ballooned up. He looked like Marlon Brando in his last couple of years. Yep. I saw the uh, biography on Biography Channel. I taped it a couple nights ago. It was a two-hour deal, and I watched it last night. Brando, great actor, but, boy, he was sure. I, I guess you could say he had issues. Man. He had issues. And he had, like, ten children by about a whole bunch of different wives. Yep. And he bought that island in the South Pacific in Tahiti. And something I didn't realize, he had a big battle. You know, when he went to uh, acting school in New York, his roommate, I knew this, was Wally Cox, you know, Mr. Peepers. Ah. You didn't know that? No. And they were uh, very close, literally and figuratively. But at any rate, so when Wally Cox died, he had a big battle with Wally's mother over who would get the ashes. He was cremated, and Marlon kept, he, she finally gave in because she felt that he needed them more than she did. That's at least that's what they said in the biography. Wow. So anyway, he kept the ashes, and then when he died... His ashes and Wally Cox's ashes were sprinkled in the hills of, like, I don't know, Arizona or some damn place. Though. Mr. Peepers and Marlon Brando, huh? Yeah, they were peeping. Peeping well, and hiding, creeping and hiding. Mar- Marlon was doing everybody that was breathing, I guess. Basically, you know, that was, He's just a wild and crazy guy, you know. Well, he made one of the strangest sexual movies. That, uh, Last Tango in Paris? Yeah. Yeah. That was a, did you see it? No. It was really weird, the whole thing. It was just, <laughs> well, it was a little so was he. Tough to concentrate on. But well, yeah, I him an offer again with you. And they show that it was, uh, he was, I guess, the third choice for Don Corleone. Who was the first and, one? I, I forget. Well, let's see. It was, uh, the three who were up for it were, um, Sir Lawrence Olivier was one of them. Hmm. And I forget who the other one was. And Brando was like third choice. But Coppola wanted him. And so when he went, they, they forced him to audition for it. And when he went to audition, he was the one who came up with the idea of, like, uh, putting the cotton, the cotton in, cotton in, the, in the cheeks and the whole deal, and uh, he was just uh, blew them away, you know. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, George came to my rescue this morning. I was trying to remember the line. You know, they extradited this, uh, this gangster, this ecstasy kingpin from Israel. Right. And he's flying to Miami. Well, let me tell you something, my crunk Nick friend. Yeah. 
And I expect when they put a microphone in front of him, he will say, I'm just a retired investor with a pension. Right, like Hyman Roth. Yep. So, but he's a little younger than Hyman Roth. You know, Brando was, uh, he never finished high school. And I don't think it was a put-on. I mean, he talked, uh, they showed an early interview when he was his early acting days, and he was like, uh, he couldn't speak. He just, he mumbled. And so he went to uh, acting school to, to, what was the Shakespearean movie he did? Whatever it was that he did. Julius Caesar. Yeah, Julius Caesar. And so he went and took elocution lessons to be able to do that role. They showed him uh, speaking very eloquently. It was just, just an amazing kind of guy. I thought the, his best role was on the waterfront. Yeah. He was great. Well, he won the Terry, Oscar for that. Terry Malloy. He was incredible in that movie. Eva Marie Saint. Yep. Lee J. Cobb. But the character he played, his name was Terry Malloy. Yeah. Lee J. Cobb. First Even line that. of the movie. And uh, Carl Malden. They threw was in Joey it too. Doyle off the roof. Carlton Malden was home in that movie with a big nose. He said, don't leave home without it. Yeah. First time he said that. Yeah, that was a great movie. The two guys standing down in the bar, and they threw and what the about, guy off the roof. What about he, Stella? I what think they that? just threw somebody off the roof, and the other yeah. guy said he could, the boy could sing, but he couldn't fly. Mm-hmm. Great Had stuff. Had some issues, though. There was the, the thing with his son, you know, shot, uh, yep. shot the daughter's boyfriend. I don't know what that was all about. Christopher, what was it? Christian. Christian. Brandon. He was a good Christian. And then, then they showed the thing uh, for for Godfather when he won the Oscar for that, and he sent the Indian chick, and they were they showed the yeah. clip, and they were booing her like crazy. <laughs> they practically booed her off the stage. Cheyenne, he had, huh? Cheyenne, he had written this long speech for her to make, and they uh, nixed it because they, she had one minute, she had sixty seconds, and the speech would have gone on for half an hour. And so she came on. Well, he doesn't want to uh, accept it. He can't accept this award because uh, the way the, uh, the American Indians have been treated, the blah, 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 and the crowd starts booing and hissing. You know. So when he did Mutiny on the Bounty was when he got into Tahiti and yeah. just so decided to buy that island, right? I guess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, George, again. Well, I just saw it last night, but I mean, well, listen, I was just at the dentist, man. He didn't really do anything, but... I'm, so you're going back ready. tomorrow? Tomorrow morning, you got to go back, and he's going to do all the uh, filling, tefillin. He said it's time. It's almost Purim. It's time for tefillin. <laughs> Something like Not that. Funny, I, I guess. I, he said, "Don't eat no homentosh before I fill that uh, those holes up in it." Hmm. Yeah. See, this was a tooth that crumbled about I don't know a few years ago, and so my dentist down there put like a um, temporary, like a ceramic tooth on the outside. And I'm eating something the other day, and all of a sudden I felt like something crumble, and like, oh, gee, there must have been something in that meat, and it was it was my my tooth and the filling, yeah. Hmm. So I got to go and have them put it back together again. Okay, well. But other than that, thank God I found me a good dentist here. Now all I got to do is get off my ass and call my doctor. Lives, I got a really good uh, family practitioner. Lives in my building here, in my building. So I call him and. Uh, I can do all my doctoring here. I can do. I think you had the right idea. Just cross the border. To Niagara Falls, New York, stay for a weekend. They got that good. Uh, they got a big casino over there. Yeah. And then get my passport stamped. I think my days in Florida are numbered in single digits. I just can't deal with it. This is not for me. You know, I mean, there's some things in life that are for for us, and there's some things that are not for you. You know, everybody's got their own their own bag. It's not my bag. You catch my drift? Down here they have their own bags, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Do, 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 do. There he goes again. I didn't mention no, him. I know who you were thinking, though. At least I was, anyway. Yeah, Papa's got a brand new bag. It has a different meaning in Florida than <laughs> any place else. That's right. You can be sure of that. Yeah, I think that real rude awakening was my last flight up here. I told you I was sitting there in Fort Lauderdale Airport, and the wheelchair brigade came along. They had five 
five people in wheelchairs lined up to put on first to come on this flight up here. And I thought, what? Of course, that's Broward, you know. The average, average age in Broward is death. God, so many old people. That, that, I guess that is good, though, to come there once in a while, because no matter how old you are, you feel very young. I'm coming like back should, on Thursday, and I'm flying from that. Newark. You make to, me feel so young, huh? I'm flying Newark to Fort Lauderdale on Thursday. Can you imagine what that crowd is going to be like? Oh, my God. Oof. Talk about the aroma from those overflowing bags. Oh, God. Yeah, when they, yeah, when they have the flights to Broward to Fort Lauderdale, they had, instead of having the puke bag in the thing, they have a different kind of bag for each uh, each seat. <laughs> just in case. Just in case you want to hook up your tube. Keep you going for a couple hours. So you're going to be in New York for what? I'm uh, doing a television show there Wednesday night on ESPN. I have to go up God, there. I remember when ESPN was really good. Who the hell uh, oh, was your buddy? Uh, he wrote, he just trashed ESPN. Who was it in the um, post? Oh, Phil Mushnick. Phil Mushnick. He does man. it every day. He, he hates ESPN. Yes, really? Every right, day. What? I, I never read the post because it's right-wing garbage. But uh, yeah, I was He does for... it to the point where it's just gotten tiresome. You know? Yeah. It's the same stuff all the time. But they got a good sports section. Well, tabloids always had the better sports section. For example, like I, when I came back from the dentist this morning, I stopped. And I, every day I get the Toronto Star and the Toronto Sun. We have four papers here, and those are the two I get. Star is very liberal, and it's pretty good. But the Sun is a, it's a Rupert Murdoch. You know, it's a um, right-wing piece of crap. But the sports section is great because it's a tabloid. That was the paper I handed to a very jackass at the airport that day. And I said, you ever see, read this paper? He said, no. I said, well, take a look in the sports section. You'll see what a real sports section is like, Barry, <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, I, I did that. And he looked at oh, okay, I'll read it now. What you say about me is true. Yeah, I know, Barry. I can tell by looking at you. You idiot. You fairy. God. What a little tub. Chicago has a good tabloid sports section, too. The uh, Sun yeah. Times. No, that, uh, is the, yeah. Is it the Sun Times? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Tribune is as stale as last year's. No, I'm not talking about the Tribune. No, no, no. I'm just saying that's the choices you got. There was the American, too. Remember the day? Yeah, there was. And, of course, there used to be the record American in Boston. I mean, every city had like four or five newspapers. New York had half a dozen. You know how many many papers New York used to have? About ten. Fifteen. Yeah. There was the Mirror. There were all kinds of papers. The News and the Mirror. Herald. The Herald Herald Tribune. The Times, the Herald. Yeah, we got four dailies here, and that's uh, pretty unusual. So that should tell you that uh, there are actually people here who read the newspaper. The Journal, American, the World Telegram, and Sun. They used to remember there used to be afternoon papers. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you know, once upon a time when we had the Miami News. Yeah. Uh, and then the Fort Lauderdale. You remember the Fort Lauderdale Times? It was the Sun Sentinel Afternoon Edition. Remember that? I, I don't it? remember that. Oh yes. Wasn't it called the Times? I don't know. It was the afternoon edition of the Sun Sentinel. There used to be a morning edition and the afternoon edition. It was published by the Sun Sentinel, but it was an afternoon paper. Oh, yeah, we used to have four papers, basically. And then the news, of course. So the problem with the news is that the circulation was controlled by the Herald, so they were always the ugly stepchild. Yep. And then uh, they got tired of you know, keeping them alive. Made sure they put them out of business. News was pretty good. How's my old friend Howard Kleinberg doing? He's okay. Does he, do you know that for a fact? Yeah. He just, uh, he just did a book. Really? On uh, Miami, on the history of Miami Beach. I used to Beach. see Howard and his wife at the hockey games all the time. And, of course, I used to work with his son, Elliot, back in the old days, back in the day. He did a book on the history of Miami Beach tourism. By the way, uh, I can tell now that Howard was always in favor of casino gambling. That was his one thing that he felt bad about. They used to editorialize, I guess because they didn't want to piss off the Herald. So the news would editorialize against it, too. But he secretly was in favor of it. Oh, yeah. Not that you're ever going to have it. I mean, you've got the slots. That's I, I would... 
I don't think it's going to go much further. And by the way, can I ask you a stupid question about that? Yeah. Now that the slots have been approved, and I would imagine within uh, two, three, four months you're going to have them July. going. Huh? July. I'm well, let's see, March to April, May, June, that's four months. Yeah. Uh, how come the Indians haven't already uh, switched over yet? I think they're in the process of... Are they really? I mean, it seemed to me that I, I, I would be doing that right now since it's been made legal, at least in Broward. You think that the uh, hard rock would already be put in It's not legal for them. It's just legal for the paramutual facility. No, no, no. You don't understand. They're, the deal with the Indians is whatever is legal in the state, is, right. uh, that they can do it. And, of course, the fact that that's legal in Broward, they should be able to pick up and uh, take right off with it. And, of course, I know they want to do the whole Class 3 gaming now with the, you know, craps and the whole deal. But it would seem to me that their slots ought to be the real machines now, on. They should be. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, when, as soon as the, uh, the tracks put them in, they can Why is that? Why do they have to wait for that? I mean, I, mean, I hope they do, because I'd rather see the paramutuals do well, rather than give them the money, you know. I think it has to do with the legislation. No. You don't think they'd have them in there by now if they well, could? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I know they're selling those cancer sticks to the uh, white people. I know That's that. a different business. Yeah. <laughs> Either one of them can kill you, though. That's right. Well, the gambling kills you a little more slowly. Yeah. They, they extricate your money more uh, gently. Not. Go well, listen, have a great day. I'm going to be at the dentist tomorrow, so I'll see you. And then uh, you're in New York. All right. You're going to be back on a Friday? Yes. Now, what day is Purim? Do we know that? Uh, Maybe you... It's right around St. Patrick's Day, I think. I think it's the 16th, something like that. Like I said, right around Maybe St. Patrick's Day. Maybe bring back a couple of dozen of still homentagen from New York. Get some green dreidels. <laughs> there you go for St. Patty's Day. Yeah. All right, I hope we all goes well green, for you tomorrow. Do we still get the green bagels? Yeah. Remember yeah, those that I sure. used to get green bagels every year? Yep. Well, that's a problem at QAM. Too many goyam. Okay, uh, have a good trip. All right, don't suffer too much tomorrow. No, it'll be a piece of cake. All right. In fact, they're giving me a piece just to calm me down. See ya. That's a good thing. Bye. Hey, all you time-stealing weasels, now you can watch TV from anywhere. This is Jim Mandich, and I want to tell you about the greatest product to hit the market in years. Introducing Slingbox. Slingbox turns any computer into a TV receiver. If you're at work, watch a game. On the road and want to watch local teams in your hotel room? Not sure, they huh. in 24 hours of each other. Watch whatever you want from your computer. Slingbox has won numerous awards and is the greatest electronic gadget to come out in years. While you're here at WQAM.com, click on the Slingbox logo, and you will learn all about this awesome new electronic gadget. And if you're a time-stealing weasel, somebody that wants to catch all the latest sporting events at work, on the road, or anywhere from your computer, now you have a chance to... Got you there. All right. You're feeling perplexed. I said, young man. Want to date your own sex? I said, young man. Here's what you must do next. If you want to practice your faith, young man. There's a place you can chill. I said, young man. If you're a three dollar bill, you can pray there. And then you may convert. They won't treat you like a pervert. Their new bishop's now straight, and there is no doubt he's one hundred percent out. It's fun to pray at the Episcopal Church. It's fun to pray at the Episcopal Church. Yeah, they do not persecute. 
It's fun to stay at the Episcopal Church, yeah. You fairies. Young man, young man, we will let you right in. Young man, young man, we sing shows who's not here. 10.13 already at 5.60 WQMC. I never realized I was going to be in such fine fiddle after my dentist visit this morning. Yeah. Of he didn't do anything, but that's beside the point. Think you're going to get the gas tomorrow? Does he have that? I think he might give me the gas. Very possible. Yeah. Yeah, only he's not German. Oh, well, that's good. Anyway, let's uh, take a look at what's going on here. we got dead people all over the place. we got that pool to deal with. And uh, had a nice uh, chat with Clarence yesterday. And remember in Godfather 3, and George Hamilton says to the Archbishop, who later, of course, would get shot, but right. he says to the Archbishop, um... We had a deal, you know, when they're like, trying to back out, when they're like sticking right. up to Michael there over at the Vatican. And uh, the Archbishop says, we have an understanding. Remember that? Right. We have an understanding. So we have an understanding. Everything's fine. Good. We're on the same page. In fact, I'm actually going to play the cleaned up uh, that Enron thing for uh, Josh Cordes there in the next, when we come back. Okay. Just to show you what a, well, not really a fine job, but it, it's, it'll do. 1014 at 560 WQM. We got Bo again today at 2, in case uh, you're ready for that. We got Curtis for the Mad Dog at 4. They might get overworked. Hurricane Hotline from 7 to 9 at Bernie Kosar Steakhouse in South Miami. The Beast at Bernie's at 9 and ADK at 10 o'clock. No ball games. Panthers lose again in overtime in the shootout last night. They got a point, but what's the point? No chance at the playoffs. They got about as much chance in the playoffs as the Leafs, even less than them. Two teams going nowheres. So I would unload. Keenan, I would unload, baby, by Friday. Get with it. Start rebuilding. You got no shot. Hey, Beach Ford is gone, man. They got a good shot for you. Get baby. Josh on the spot there. Right. Anyway, uh, what was the worst movie of 2005 we asked yesterday? And uh, 1,426 votes. Now, 33.6% of you didn't see any movies of uh, 2005. I think you need to get out a little bit more. Yeah. Or maybe well, even if you're a shut-in, you know, that's what DVDs are for. Th- that is correct. Get some BVDs. Shove some BVDs in your DVDs. Right. Get Netflix or something. Just the other way around. I uh, didn't see any 480. Dukes of Hazard 183, one hands down your pantaloons into your BBDs. I hate this pool 116. Bare ass mounting 112, a very good choice. Piece of crap. War of the Worlds 85. Douche Bigelow, European Gigolo 78. I think we just like the way that sounds. Right. I like to say that all day. Say it again. Bewitch 68. Douche Bigelow. 
Get Rich or Die Trying 43, Star Wars 3, The uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm. And yes, most it people was. felt it was a piece of Sith. 33. Seething. No matter how you rearrange those letters. I'm sure that's what he had in mind. I, well, what is, I'm going to ask you again. What is a Sith? You, you don't yeah. want to know. They're a, they're, a, they're a race. I see. House of Wax 31, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy 24, Doom 21, Fantastic Four, and Stealth had 20 apiece, King Kong 18, Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire 16. Aren't those kids getting tired of his ass already? God. No, I wish, though. Oh, jeez. Electra 16, The Constant Gardener, so bad that it'll make you want to go out in the garden and just bury your head in the, in the dirt. 15, Just a Piece of Mung. Aeon Flux had 10, Hide and Seek 8, The old the Gregory de Bio, Hide and Seek. You know, I think he could be in the Guinness Book of Records for the fewest return phone calls in the history of any uh, general manager in the radio business. I'll right? check fact, the record books. Of anybody, period. Forget about radio, huh? I'll check the record books. Yeah, check the Guinness Book of Records. I think he's in there for a fewest return phone calls. Supercross the movie, seven. See, what he would do is he would make a deal, like with Rimmer or Defo or somebody. Then, uh, okay, well, when do I start? And they would call and leave messages, and he would just never return the call. Guess who's six? Alone in the Dark Five, Domino Five, the Fats Domino story. And thank God he's walking in New Orleans. He's okay. The Fat Man. He was always my favorite. Into the Blue Four. Mamede finally got one. Aren't you pleased? I have no idea what that is. I don't know. It sounds right. filthy. Mamede. Oh. Nine songs won, and Undiscovered had the big. Oh. So I guess it really is Undiscovered. Nobody knows what that is. So those were the worst movies. Reading all kinds of stuff about Crash. In fact. When I was at the dentist waiting in the uh, last week's Time magazine, they were predicting that Crash was uh, probably going to beat out Bare Ass Mounting. And, of course, what's the uh, producer, the uh, director's name, who also is the co-writer? Of Haggis. Crash? Paul Haggis. Oh, okay. Uh, he also was the co-writer of the uh, one that won last year. What was the movie that won last year? Uh, oh, asking geez. me. Huh? You're asking me. Oh, I just, I just got through reading it. But, anyway, he's a Canadian boy. He's from uh, oh. somewhere. He's Canadian. Still can't get over that review you read yesterday. What a what a pile of well, crap. Well, that's why I read it. Of course, I, I got news for you. This this will come as a great dismay to you, but uh, there are a whole bunch of reviews like that, and 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 like the Time Magazine article, which which praised it a lot, but it said that it's mm -hmm. one of those movies you either love it or you hate it, and there are a lot of these suits <sighs> who hate it. Pretending, of course, that they don't right. get it, or maybe they're just so stupid they don't get it. And the same suits were probably raving about Broke Ass Mountain. Oh, of course. I don't think there's any question about that. Although even Roger Ebert, he was the most enthusiastic about Crash. He said it was a, he, he predicted it would win. Good. And he also uh, said it was one of the great uh, all-times. It, it is. I know it is. I, I love it. I, see, I, it, with me, it's like Magnolia. I don't know what there is not to like. I mean, you want to make a song to dance about the end. Sorry. And, uh, that's, you know, when a movie goes on for three hours, for Christ's sake, like Magnolia, well, about I mean, that. enough is enough already. We could have Magnolia, agree, too. But In still. fact, it's interesting. The movies that should have sequels, they're the ones that never do. Right. The movies that should not have sequels, they're the ones that do do. And the sequels almost always suck. San Antonio to the Marlins include locals. I am so tired of this. Very jackass. I'm sure all of you are, too. Why do I even waste my time on this? San Antonio, which is expected to present a stadium funding proposal to the Marlins this week, already has established one prerequisite. The team must add San Antonio area minority owners if the Marlins move there. In a telephone interview, Bexar County Judge Nelson Wolfe said he discussed the matter with the Marlins, who apparently don't have no problem with it. Wolf said he hasn't presented names of any minority owners to the Marlins, hasn't spoken with Jeffrey Lurie yet, but bada beep, bada boop, bada, et cetera, and so on. Bunch of crap. By the way, Million Dollar Baby won That's the one. Year. Thank you so oh. much. And he co-wrote that, or he wrote it. Oh, oh, I guess. What a He's bastard. on a roll. 
In fact, after he did that movie, he had a heart attack. Let's see. What do you mean? After he did Million Dollar Baby? Right. God punishing him. Well, who was in that? Clint Eastwood, Morgan oh, Freeman. Oh, it was a Clint Eastwood. That, that was a tragedy movie. Baby. I see. Hide I the razor blade. I didn't see that. You're, you're lucky. Anyway, now, it's interesting. You want to believe, see, I think 44, although now they're saying Kirby Puckett was 45. But the article I have from SportsIllustrated.com says, Kirby Puckett died Monday, a day after the Hall of Fame outfielder had a stroke at his Arizona home. He was 44. It's got a picture of him during his induction to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 2001. If he doesn't weigh 45,000 pounds, then my name is Ishka Bibble, okay? He's just enormous. And, like I said, I just saw that clip they showed of him uh, with the Twins hitting one out, you know. And he, even then, when he was playing baseball, he was as big as a house and had an ass. He made Cecil Fielder look like a child. Yeah, Puckett was always packing. Oh, my God. He was big. He died at St. Joseph's Hospital and Medical Center in Phoenix, he had been in intensive care since having surgery at another hospital following his stroke Sunday morning. He carried the Twins to World Series in 87-91 before his career was cut short by glaucoma. The hospital said Puckett was given last rites and died yesterday afternoon. On behalf of Major League Baseball, I am terribly saddened by the sudden pass Kirby Puckett, said Baseball Commissioner Pud uh, Seeley. He was a Hall of Famer in every sense of the term. He played his entire career with the Twins. He was an icon in Minnesota. And once upon a time on uh, CNN... The former black uh, news anchor, and I don't know who the hell it was or what it is. He's gone. That fat guy, I remember he called him Kirby Puckett, but it didn't say Puckett. Remember? Start with a different letter in the beginning. I remember. Like there was, like there was an H between the P and the U. And I thought to myself, P-U. Remember that guy? It was that big, fat, uh, black news anchor on CNN. It's long gone now. I don't. And also, Christopher Reeve's widow dies. Yeah, yeah, you remember? I told you when it happened. You were sitting right there. Uh, yeah, but right I forgot. There. Oh, I didn't. Because then he uh, corrected it, and he just kept going right along like he never said it. You know, I mean, if anybody was said that on CNN, Worldwide TV, they probably should just get up and walk off the set. Dana Reeve, who won worldwide admiration for her devotion to her Superman husband, Christopher Reeve, through his decade of near-total paralysis, also died of lung cancer at 44. 44 is uh, not good. Let's see, Robbie Niedermeyer used to be number 44 for the Panthers. Who else is uh, 44? I think Leroy Kelly and the Browns was 44. I'm pretty sure, yes. You know any other famous 44 athletes, Josh? 44? Uh, Tom Rathman. I beg your pardon? Don't know who that is? No. Uh, not too Tom many 44s. Rathman? You mean? Rathman? That's, what it, that's what I just said. You said Radman. R-A-T-H? You want me to rewind the dat? <laughs> <laughs> no need to do that. <coughs> Reeve, a singer-actress who gave up some of her own career to be one of the nation's best-knowing caregivers, died late Monday at Memorial Sloan Kettering Medical Center. As a matter of fact, she died on the same day as Kirby Puckett, just hours later. She wasn't a smoker, but announced in August that she'd been diagnosed with lung cancer. That's really a bitch. Probably that second-hand smoke. All you obnoxious smokers out there, cut the crap. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. And they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. Ah, this is Mohammed and David. And I'm here to tell you about my new product, Essence of Mo. Now, it's a, it's a candle, see, that smells just like me as I walk this way. And seeing that I'm a happily married man, I don't have that uh, gay guy smell. It's a delightfully aromatic blend of Al Frankincense and Merv Griffin. Ooh, smell that? Smells like the 1950s, but you didn't know the 1950s smelled like toast. <laughs> and not to mention that the essence of Mo Candle gives you something to do while you're watching golf. 
Like uh, pouring the uh, hot liquid in your eye. Uh, like this. Uh, you get used to it, though, see? Now, look what you made me do. God. Uh, 10.33, watch your language now, sweetheart. 27 to 11 at QAM. So, anyway, we got the uh, van going out today in a place where there might actually be some action. Right. Noon to 2, the uh, QAM van will be at the Shell gas station at the corner of University Drive and Broward Boulevard, right next to that uh, veterinarian that I stopped using. Noon to 2, and uh, that'll be with the About 30, man. CDs and commemorative T-shirts. 20 bucks a piece, and all the proceeds benefit Abandoned Pet Rescue in Fort Lauderdale. And then 7 to 10 tonight, Josh Cordes will have the merchandise with him at the Hurricane Hotline at Bernie Kozar's Steakhouse, where he'll be eating a free meal. Yes, I will be. That's at 5960 Southwest 70th Street, just two blocks west of US 1. Which what was it that Brett? Is he still there, by the way, Brett? I still see him around. No. Oh. Was he the one that went down there to Bernie Kosar's and because he was in the sales department for about five days at that point, demanding all kinds of free meals, and he wanted this, and he wanted a big salad and a big steak? And, was that him? Yes. What a jackass. Well, I sure hope that somebody tells uh, Chris Jones about it. Well, he'll find out for himself. So there's two chances. Now, we had 12000 and the five bucks as of that disaster yesterday. After that deal, on Cayocho, I think it's pretty amazing that we did over 400 bucks there when you come right down to it. It is amazing. A lot of our people put their lives in jeopardy by driving into that area. Who is the woman you most desire? That's our poll today, 691 votes. Jessica Alba, 118. She was on the Oscars the other night. She looked just fine. I think she's a little, a little overrated. She's fine. Don't get me wrong. She's hot. She's a, huh? She's no Scarlett Johansson. Well, that's your opinion. That's right. Jessica Alba, 118. Halle Berry, 105. She's wet on Jessica's ass. Oh, I'd like to see that. In fact, I think they're doing the... Well, what's wrong with Jennifer Conley? Don't we want to put her on here? She's not on there? No, she's not on there. Well, I, I didn't want to add a whole lot All to right. these. I love Jennifer Conley. In fact, this was based on a poll somewhere. Oh, here it is. It was in... Uh, where is this thing from? Something I found on the internets. Uh... StoriesIndobase.com. Where, where was this poll taken? The 99... Oh, she beat 99 other famous women to the top list of uh, women that American men desire would want for their girlfriend. But where is this... Who took the poll? Oh, AskMen.com. That's where it is. So see, if I'd have done a little bit more homework, I could have had the whole list of 100 on there, and that would have really uh, P.O.'d Eric. But then it wouldn't be no fun today, because nobody would call anything in. So let's add Jennifer Conley. Jessica Alba, 118. Halle Berry, 105. Angelina Jolie, 95. She's still stuck in the basement. Charlize Theron, 75. Theron. Scarlett Johansson, 67. Natalie Portman, 38. Eva Longoria, 35. Britney Spears, 32. She's dropped many notches on the uh, totem pole. She's tainted goods. None. I'm a straight female. 29. That is shocking. We have 29. That's 4% of this uh, vote so far from a straight female. Not to count the bulldogs we got. That is, uh, aren't you impressed? I'll count them. I'll count the bulldogs. Jessica Beal, 20, no, you won't. Jessica Beal, 27. One, I said bulldogs. I didn't just say dykes. I said bulldogs. I don't think you're. None. Yeah. I'm gay, 22. We got more women than gay males. I hate this pool, 20. Adriana Lima, 15. Who's that? Victoria's Secret model. Oh. Maria Menunos, 9. Was she a Menudo? Yeah. Sienna with uh, Ricky Martin, no doubt. They probably took some golden showers together. Sienna Miller, four. Uh, Emery, two. And Jennifer Connolly just went on there, 697. We're going to make a 1,000 again today, boys and girls. I can feel it. I can smell it. Can't you smell it? I smell something. Yeah. Okay, probably not. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you this morning? Excellent. 
amazing that I got through. Neil, uh, uh, Cheney was in Broward County yesterday at the Boat yes, Hotel. Correct. Talking crap for Clay Shaw, yeah. So I, um, I'm coming home. I live just off of Hillsborough and Federal. I'm coming home, and there's a cop at every single street on a motorcycle not letting you go down any streets. They said, listen, I live right there, three houses away. All right, fine, you can come in. So there's yeah. a library where I live. They're not letting anybody out on Federal. So I, I never get home this early, Neil. Guess what? I went out and stood on the side of the street, and as he went by, I gave him the big mafungu and told him to go screw him. Right. So. Excellent. Oh, right. Good hey, job, Pally. Better be so. careful, though, because he might uh, just, well, you know, resort to drastic method, methods. Well, there was two doctors standing beside me, and they said, you're not going to give him the finger. I said, oh, what? Why not? Why the hell not? Absolutely. You know, well, it's, it's amazing. Bush screwed up and didn't. Did you see that? Bush didn't do his absentee ballot for the uh, elections in Texas today. Yeah. And they're flying friggin' Air Force One down there so he can vote in a local election. Absolutely. Oh, you bet. What's well, that going to cost us three? a couple million bucks? That's right. Well, I was just going to say four or five hundred thousand. No money for those poor schleppers in New Orleans, but we got plenty of money to fly his uh, dumb ass around. You're right. Okay, good luck, you, Pally. It's been nice knowing you. you got uh, screaming and yelling. Just calm down. They're going to come and drag his ass away. If you give, uh, you know, the Italian salute to the vice president, uh, they, they will, you know, Secret Service, they're watching. They will jot down your address. That's and right. in the middle of the night, they'll come away and take away your whole family, including you. Because they have this. That's correct. No mistake about it. It's in the Patriot Act. You can do that. Mm -hmm. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, for the poll, Giselle Bunchen. Who is it? Giselle Bunchen. Giselle, Giselle Bunchen. Bunchen. Right. Bunchin. She sits funny, so her underwear is always Oh, bunching. I see. It's bu her underwear is bunching? Yeah. Who's that? Bunching up. She's a model. Oh, another model. Like Sports Illustrated. Well, eight. well what about uh, Jenna Jameson? Do you want to put her on there? I don't. But I'm sure a lot of people do. Well, well let's get her on there. Right? Sure. She's got to get votes. I mean, if we're going to start putting models and porno actresses on there, might as well, you know, You're the one that brought go. that up. Let's go. What? You're the one that brought that up. Well, I'm an old pervert. Why the hell not? I know who that is. I've yeah. seen her work. Yeah. Have I've you? seen her work it. I got some bad radio news for you. Wow, this is this is from the New York Post. Air America, uh, you better you better strap yourself in. I'm strapped. Hour and twenty minutes till Franken. <laughs> yeah. Air America is close to losing its New York flagship station, knocking Al Franken and his liberal colleagues off the air on their second anniversary. The network has a two-year lease with WLIB AM 1190 in New York that's reportedly set to expire April 1st, and at least one reliable report says it is extremely likely the deal will not be renewed. Or, to turn it other, the other way around, it's extremely unlikely that the deal will be renewed. Got it? Got it. How do you like that? Losing its New York outlet would be a serious blow to the fledgling liberal radio network. Radio equalizer blogger Brian Maloney who ain't full of baloney. He blew the whistle on questionable loans to the Lefty Network last year, published the first report that WLIB was on the verge of evicting Air America sometime soon. Air America's options for a new home are not promising either. All of the city's other strong signal stations are spoken for, leaving only weak signal fringe stations that don't cover the entire city in the burbs. Air America parent Peacock LLC has reportedly been paying inner-city broadcasting controlled by former Manhattan Borough President Percy Sutton and his son Pierre $2.5 million a year to Air Franken and others. In other words, they're buying their way on the air, kind of like the guys across the street there. You know, they're Jefferson Pilot and we're Autopilot, those guys. Right. An, American, an Air America spokeswoman told the Post it's business as usual and declined further comment. Well, what does that mean? In other words, uh, it's not looking good. 
Air America got unwanted headlines last year when it was learned that previous management had received what investigators called an inappropriate $875,000 loan since repaid from a Bronx charity. Calls to inner city executives were not returned. The leading contenders to take over the WLIB lease are former Clear Channel executive Randy Michaels. Oh, no. The Antichrist, El Anticristo, who syndicates competing lefty talker Ed Schultz in the new Radio 1 blog, a black-focused talk network that includes the Reverend Al Sharpton. How do you like that? Wouldn't that be something if Al Sharpton knocked Al Franken off the air, huh? That'd be something. I'd rather hear Al Goldstein. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Looking for glory holes. Yes. He does uh, have a real soft spot in his heart. Trust me when I do that word. Hearts. Well, now every year I get that uh, Christmas card, and every time it comes out with a new uh, CD, I get a personally autographed copy in the mail. That's right. With pictures. lipstick on it, no less. Mm-hmm. Let's see what this is. Oh, this handwriting, my yeah, God, chronic. Yeah. Oh, gee, Pam Anderson. Yeah, we, we put her on there. It says I want to explore every Hep C infected uh, crab. Yeah. Uh, okay, in her box. I'm not going to read that. He could have my question. Gruesome. Wait till you hear this. Speaking of gruesome, WQAM. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, yes, sir. How are you, sir? Excellent. Great. You know, when you were talking about forty, the number forty-four, you left out two absolute pinnacles of the game of baseball. Uh, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Oh my McCovey. God! How can I forget uh, Ham- Hammer and Hank? Right. And then Willie McCovey, another huge well, exactly. man. Exactly. There you go. So, See, out of sight, out of mind. Okay, but I don't know, even though I wanted to mention it, I just thought it would be something worth mentioning. Have and a Leroy, lovely day. Leroy Kelly was 44, yep. right? Yeah, Leroy, Leroy Kelly. Leroy, Leroy. Oh, excuse me. Now it would be right. Leroy. Leroy. Right. 
They used to refer to him as Leroy. Leroy and Gary see, and, uh, Jim Brown was 32, and then Bobby Mitchell was, uh, now if you can tell me Bobby Mitchell's number, then you're oh. a better man than I am. Oh, God, I have no idea. Remember Bobby Mitchell, though? Sure, he was a receiver. Yeah. Phenomenal those, receiver. Those were great, uh, really great were teams. Great days. All and right, Paul well. was a quarterback. He sucked, but the team was great. Okay, thanks, pal. Okay, you too. Take care. A couple of good 44s there for you. Oh, actually, Bobby Mitchell was like a, um, what would you call him now? He was like a, like a halfback. But, uh, a, a wetback? I beg your pardon? A wetback? A wetback, yeah. Bobby Mitchell. No, he was a darkback. Wait till you hear this. You are going to, like, uh, just flip your, uh, cord. Doug Thompson, Capitol Hill Blue Knight. Remember the uh, article I read yesterday? Yes, I this do. This is like the great. sequel to it. And this is, I don't, even though it's very funny, I don't, uh, this is uh, not a joke. Okay. Read between the lines. Telling the approved story is the headline of this story. He okay. says, on an unspecified day last week, an employee of a federal agency that cannot be revealed delivered a document that cannot be identified to a company that cannot be named, seeking information that cannot be discussed. The aforementioned federal agent left the unidentified document with an employee of the unnamed company. That employee then called the owner, who must remain anonymous, to inform him that the document could not be identified, sought information that could not be discussed. The owner, who must remain anonymous, instructed the employee to deliver the unidentified document to a lawyer whose name is protected by attorney-client privilege. The lawyer, whose name is protected by attorney-client privilege, examined the unidentified document and then reviewed the information that could not be discussed with the owner, who must remain anonymous. With the approval of the owner, who must remain anonymous, the lawyer whose name is protected by attorney-client privilege contacted a U.S. attorney who demanded that his identity be concealed. The U.S. attorney who demanded that his identity be concealed then claimed the owner must remain anonymous, violated a law that could not be disclosed, and faced arrest charges for charges that could not be specified because he had referred to the document that cannot be identified in an article for a certain but unnamed website. The lawyer, whose name is protected by attorney-client privilege, argued that his client could not be charged under the undisclosed law because he had been acting as a journalist at the time of the alleged publication and not as the owner of the company that cannot be named. He had, in fact, learned of the existence of the document that cannot be identified from a third party who was not named and was not aware of its exact contents because he had not seen or read the document and therefore was not aware of the exact contents that cannot be discussed. The U.S. attorney who demanded his identity be concealed consulted with others whose names are classified and concluded that the owner who must remain anonymous walked a fine line between legal and illegal and would not face arrest for violating a law that could not be disclosed on charges that could not be specified. So walking this fine line of justice allowed the owner who must remain anonymous to avoid confinement at an institution at an unknown location for an unspecified length of time. In exchange for his freedom, the owner who must remain anonymous agreed to write a clarification of what happened following the guidelines for publication laid down by the Bush administration, which is what you just read. That's, that's scary. That is just... You remember what I said about my trips to uh, Florida? Uh-huh. Yeah, my tri trips across the border are going to be very restricted, yeah. Wow. I'm just going to read that last sentence again. In uh -huh. exchange for his freedom, the owner who must remain anonymous, obviously him, agreed to write a clarification of what happened following the guidelines for publication laid down by the Bush administration, which is what you just read. It's, it'll be on our website tomorrow. There you go. And you think that when we talk about fascism, that it's, oh, that's a real reach, Neil. That's really getting carried away. Right. Right. And the only way that any of this could have happened was 9-11. Right. Without 9-11, which is the, that's the standard excuse, the mm -hmm. justification for everything. The world has changed. The war changed. on terror. The war on terror. The war on terror. It's kind of like Joyce, you know, with the uh, station's license. It's the same thing. Everything is always an excuse. Oh, you can't say this and you can't play that because uh, we don't have our license back yet. Well, you know, what's going to happen after they do get it? You think anything's going to change? No, no, no absolutely not. Yeah. 
Oh, it's speaking of how good things are going in Iraq. Oh, we're fine. Iraqi general killed an ambush. Man, it is a bloodbath there, the likes of which uh, nobody could have ever even imagined. And then when you look when you look at the pictures of these in Pakistan and Iraq and in all of those uh, Shmatahed countries, these are these are tribal people, okay? These are tribal people who ate each other because of their religious fanaticism. How do you, how do you what what is even the concept of a democracy? It's so alien to these people that the idea that you're going to impose it upon them as kind of a, an excuse for having gone in there it's it's on the face of it it's insanity. They don't want democracy. A top commander in Iraq's army was shot to death on a western Baghdad road yesterday in one of the a string of attacks that killed at least ten other people. A U.S. soldier was killed Sunday in Iraq's Anbar province west of Baghdad, and that brings the total now to over 2,300. 2,302 U.S. troops have died in Iraq, not to mention the thousands and thousands who are maimed and are without limbs and eyes and all of these uh, All of these things. Human rights group Amnesty International has condemned the detention of prisoners in Iraq, saying some 14,000 people are being held without charges or trials, and that torture continues despite the scandal of... Abu Ghraib. I just mentioned those things in passing. Leroy Kelly, Bobby Mitchell, Willie McCovey, Henry Aaron. Those are the days, baby. Robbie Niedermeyer. I'm sorry. Dodge City showdown at funeral. Now, here's another example of what America's becoming. And, uh, well, this has been going on for a long time, but it's reached, uh, it's taken a new, uh, taken it to a new level. Dodge City, Kansas. This pad, this is written by Ed Lavender of CNN. Mm-hmm. He says, this past Saturday morning, I found myself in a five-car caravan cutting across the Kansas plains with about 30, about 30, about 30 man. religious protesters. In the back of the truck, there were signs that read, thank God for IEDs and thank God for dead soldiers. I was with the Phelps family. They've launched a disturbing campaign to tarnish the funerals of fallen soldiers. This is a painful drama playing out at dozens of military funerals across the country. The group is led by the insane Fred Phelps. That's my word, insane. He is mm-hmm. crazier than yes, a bedbug. He and his family have picketed and heckled more uh, military families at more than 100 funerals since June. They say the soldiers are fighting for an army that represents a country that accepts homosexuality. I've spent a great deal of time in the last few weeks tracking the movements of Fred Phelps and his family. Saturday, I followed him and his family from their home in Topeka, Kansas, to a funeral in Dodge City, Kansas. Fred Phelps is the pastor of Westboro Baptist Church in Topeka. The congregation is made up mostly of his family. Phelps has 13 children, 54 grandchildren, and 7 great-grandchildren. He describes himself as an old-time gospel preacher who says, you can't preach the Bible without preaching the hatred of God. Phelps and his family have made a name for themselves by showing up at high-profile events preaching their hate-filled brand of Christianity. They blame homosexuals for the destruction of America. This past weekend's target was Army Sergeant Jesse Davila. Davila was killed February 20th in Iraq by a suicide bomber. He served as a Marine after graduating from high school. He returned to civilian life. He had a daughter, but he was always a soldier at heart. So two years ago, he joined the Army National Guard, which we know there was no National Guard in Iraq, of course. He joined the Army National Guard, was three months into an Iraqi deployment when he was killed. There's also very much a story about another phenomenon the Phelps protest has created. That's the birth of a group called the Patriot Guard Riders. They were a volunteer group that came together after hearing that so many military families were being blindsided by the protesters. More than 400 motorcycles thundered toward the showdown in Dodge City this weekend to make sure that Sergeant Jesse Davila's funeral was not overshadowed by the Phelps protest. They converged from small towns all over southwest Kansas to support Sergeant Davila's family. One group leader says, I knew we'd have a crowd, but I didn't know it would be this big. The procession of Rolling Thunder escorted Davila's family from memorial services to the gravesite on a quiet hill. In the end, the sergeant's family says they were only able to hear a little bit of the Phelps protest. 
Davila's mother, Linda Klaus, no great relation to Santa, C-L-A-U-S, Linda Claus, says she's grateful for the Patriot Guard riders. She also wants other military families to be where this could happen to them. When people begin to know that Fred Phelps' family is what they're really doing, killing the American dream, they won't be around very long because nobody's going to let them. They'll drown them out. They'll be gone, Claus said. Since CNN started airing reports on these funeral confrontations a few weeks ago, the Patriot Guard writers say its membership has almost tripled, and more than a dozen states are now considering legislation that would restrict protesting at funerals. The Phelps family vows to continue these protests. They might be outnumbered, but the way the Patriot Guard writers see it, it only takes one of them to dishonor the memory of a fallen soldier. These people have no shame. Right. They have no decency. They're what Christianity and right-wing fanaticism have become all about in Zion America. They were on TV the other day. CNN, one of those channels, had a story. Oh, the mug bump, the, the daughter, the yeah, family? The, uh, his daughter was uh, at one of these funerals there. Well, which one? He's only got her children. Well, one of them. And they send the emails to the families, uh, you know, basically razzing them. That Lovely. Your son died because America loves fags, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, how's that poll coming? Talk about something more pleasant. Who's the woman you most desire? Famous woman, famous lady. 799 votes. Oh, we'll do that thousand easy today. Jessica Alba, 134. Halle Berry, 117. They're tight. They're only, like, separated by a small, little, tiny, curly hair. Angelina Jolie, 108. That's great. Charlize Theron, 81. Scarlett Johansson, 77. That's George's choice. Who did uh, Josh vote for? Um, I voted for that, that Bond chick just because I didn't know who she was, and I looked her up. looked very nice. Who's that? She didn't get a lot of votes. That Monica uh, Menounos. Menuno or something. Uh, Natalie Portman, 42. Eva Longoria, 39. None. I'm a straight female, 38. That's almost 5%. Holy moly, something's going on here, Ratman. Britney Spears, 34. None. I'm gay, 28. 3.5% of the audience. Gay. Males. Jessica B. And they're really upset that Enrique, Enrique selected me. So all you guys out there, he picked me. What are you laughing about? Oh, they're I, not getting, they're not getting no Christmas cards from Enrique. They'd right. like to be. Jessica Biel, 28. I hate this bull, 27. Adriana Lima, 18. Maria Menounos, 11. Who's uh, one of Menudo. Jenna Jameson, 5. See, I told you, she'll climb that ladder. She's going to be uh, doing it. And people will be watching. Sienna Miller, 4. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Uh, Pamela Anderson's got 3. Yeah, she grew a third one. Anne-Marie has got 2. And Giselle Bunchkin, Bunchen. Bunchen, uh-huh. out of 804 votes. She's kicking ass, man. She's got the big... Oh! This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> this is 560 This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Plus gas. Well, I rented Lincoln. Cash or credit? And I drove up in the hill. You want the insurance? And to recall how it happened. Well, it's good luck. It still gives me chill. What a weirdo. Followed my map of star houses. Yikes. And was shocked to see. Sitting on her front porch was Angelina Jolie. Walked up like I knew her. Hey, do I know you? When I saw her hesitate. Hey! But the chloroform started working, and for her, 
it was too late. Put her in my car and rolled the windows down. Now she was my queen and I made her crown. And I've got Angelina Jolie. In my basement. I'm in the basement. And I think I'll keep her there with me. Hello. And charge her rent. I rent. Well, I hope she don't mind. I hope that she'll find that she likes the cement. I'm in the basement. How wonderful life is with Angelina Jolie in my basement. Let's be I'm schizophrenic, polar and manic, but I bet you'd give your nascent. Help me! To have Angelina Jolie locked down in your basement. Don't hurt my dog. I'll do it, mister. Don't hurt pressure. I'll hurt your dog, mister. Then put the dog in the basket. It puts the lotion in the basket. So here's a fax that says you have to have my future bride until she gets the restraining order. Eva LaRue, formerly of All My Chillins and currently on CSI Miami. She is dropped at Goges. Ordered my copy of... About 30, man. Online. Thanks for the 30. Joel in Fort Myers. Thanks, for uh, Joel. Thanks for the memories. So you got it, Eva LaRue? We got it. I wonder if she's kin to Jack LaRue or Jack LaLanne, the juicy man. Have you ever seen those infomercials? I've seen the Juicy Man. Where he's, uh, no, not the old Juicy Man, but Jack LaLanne. No. I mean, I know Where who he is. Spandex outfit. Man, right. he looks, he is, he's 91. He didn't look a day over 140. Man, he's just, blah, 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 say baby, baby. He's always wearing a jumpsuit. Yeah, he, that's exactly right. That's the one where he's wearing a jumpsuit. You've seen it. Well, I've seen him. He, he only ever wears a jumpsuit. He's nasty-looking bitch on here who's hosting the thing, and his poor wife, who you know is just, like, uh, feeding him like Pablo. That, that's why he uses the juicer a lot. They make, like, a lot of applesauce, mushy stuff, you know. Boy, that is something. I got a uh, article here that you're going to love. I, mean, I don't know if Josh will like it because he's a big uh, John Stewart fan. But you you tend to hate him now. No, no, I know that's not correct. I said I like the Daily Show. I don't watch it that much, but when I see the clips from it, it's funny as hell. And they got some good writers, obviously, who take whatever's going on and uh, really do a great job of satirizing it. But well, say what you want, but you've been bashing the guy for two days uh, before the show. Don't like him. I know. Well, am I entitled to an opinion? Here's here's what Tom Shales writes, who's the award-winning TV and uh, critic for the Washington Post. Not that he knows anything. He says, memo to Jon Stewart, keep your daily job. Crash was not only the only film chosen best picture. Let me try it again. Crash was not only the film chosen best picture at the 70th Academy Awards last night. It was also the sound made by the show itself as, metaphorically speaking, it drove into a wall. It's hard to believe that professional entertainers could have put together a show less entertaining than this year's Oscars, hosted with a smug humorlessness by comic John Stewart, a sad and pale shadow of great hosts gone by. The movie Munich was represented in one category, a musical score, by a clip in which suspense built over a bomb that didn't go off. The Oscar show on NBC, televised live from L.A., was a bomb that did. Film buffs and the politically minded, meanwhile, will be arguing today about whether the best picture Oscar to crash was really for the film's merit or just a cop-out by the Motion Picture Academy so it wouldn't have to give the prize to Brokeback Mountain, a movie about two cowboys who fall reluctantly but passionately in love. Mountain won two of the major awards leading up to Best Picture, Best Screenplay and Best Director for Ang Lee. In his acceptance speech, Lee said the movie wasn't just about a homosexual affair but about the greatness of love itself. I didn't see any love in that movie whatsoever. 
But the Academy ran out of love for the film at that point, making Crash the surprise winner. To its credit, Crash, which won two other Oscars, deals with important social issues, too, especially racism in American society. Among the more beguiling acceptance speeches was that given by Reese Witherspoon, George's favorite, who won for playing country singer June Carter in I Walked the Line, the story of Johnny Cash. I never thought I'd be up here in my whole life, she said, with ingenuous charm. Neither she also we. quoted June Carter's succinct philosophy of life, I'm just trying to matter. And George is just trying to swat her like a mosquito. The program, looked, the program looked gorgeous in high-definition TV from the Kodak Theater, but it was filled with so many clips, piles and piles and miles and miles of clips from films present and past, that the visual luster was squandered. The audience at home doesn't want to look at clips, it wants to look at big-time movie stars. Unfortunately, those are in increasingly short supply. When Jack Nicholson strode out to give the Best Picture Prize at the evening's end, there wasn't an only an ovation, but a huge sigh of relief in the audience, a sense of the whole crowd saying, oh, yes, we still have giants in the business. Although I guess he's downplaying Dustin Hoffman. What was wrong with him? Was he chopped liver? Well, he's little, and Jack Nicholson is really big and fat. No, he's not big. He's fat and squat. This point was made earlier, as well as when Meryl Streep and Lily Tomlin did a master. Well, I don't want to read about that. Stewart began the show drearily, looping through, loping through a monologue that lacked a single hilarious joke, with the possible exception of Bjork couldn't be here tonight. She was trying on her Oscar dress, and Dick Cheney shot her. Yeah, that was mildly amusing, and I would agree that was the funniest thing he said. That was about it, and Stewart had five months working with his legions of writers from The Daily Show on Comedy Central to come up with good material. It goes to prove that there's still a big, big difference between basic cable and big-time network TV after all. The liveliest moment of the night was contributed by hip-hop ensemble 3-6 Mafia performing a nominated song, It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp, from the film Hustle and Flow. The group practically brought the house down, leading Stewart to ask, following the riotous performance, how come they're the most excited people here tonight? He said more Oscar acceptance speeches should be as rollicking, but it's the host job to generate excitement, too, and Stewart generated none. There was a cute bit taped before he appeared in which past hosts turned the job down. Billy Crystal and Chris Rock said uh, no because they were sharing a tent a la Brokeback. Even David Letterman, who has joked for years about flopping as an Oscar host, made a gracious reappearance as if to say, no hard feelings. Letterman's hosting gig, however, was better than Stewart's by far. For some strange reason, ABC decided to play music under most of the acceptance speeches instead of just having the music interrupt winners when it was time for them to walk off. Perhaps the music was there to facilitate the use of a 10 or 15 second delay, part of the new morality inflicted on TV by the FCC, which levies fines for naughty words even when they're spoken spontaneously and with no malice of forethought on shows like this. Among other highlights, Jessica Alba's dress. Jessica Alba a handsome plexiglass lectern that facilitated some dramatic shots from just in front of the stage, the usual tastefully done-in-memoriam montage from film figures who died since last Oscar cast, and Jennifer Lopez looking particularly attractive. Oh, God, I must have missed that. When was the best documentary feature for the film March of the Penguins had the clunky bad taste to bring stuffed penguins out of the stage with them? It was a joke that laid a penguin-sized egg. The epitome of honesty perhaps came when Stewart muttered, I'm a loser, into the microphone. He was speaking not only for himself, but for the whole show. <laughs> oh. I don't agree with everything he wrote in there, of course, but nevertheless, I think he's got his thumb on it pretty well. Uh -huh. He summed it up. Well, Josh didn't even watch the show, so how do you know how John Stewart did? I don't know how he did. I watched, uh, like, 15 minutes of it here and there. I mean, it's not that I dislike him personally. Like, I, I saw him on King a couple nights, you know, last Wednesday night for a couple of minutes or whatever night it was, uh, hyping this thing. And he was awful. And I attributed that to the fact that King is a, a doddering old fool with suspenders and uh, just asked him a lot of stupid questions. So I just attributed <laughs> it to that. But then I watched his performance Sunday night, and even though I didn't see the whole show, I saw enough of it to realize that he just... Uh, 
There was nothing there. I'm sorry if that disappoints you. Don't apologize he, to me. He was awful. It wasn't funny. It wasn't entertaining. It wasn't amusing. He just uh, he didn't belong there. Out of his realm. Stick to the Daily Show. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I agree. Got, I think he's good at what he does. That's that, all. That, I'm excellent. That, I'm, I'm, that's a very good way to analyze it. He, he's excellent at what he does. Stick to what you do the best. Don't try to be like all, like Eddie Murphy, you know. Stick to the uh, comedy and stick to the transvestites in the cars. And don't try to be a singer. Don't try to be that. You see what I'm saying? What are you saying? I'm saying that not, not, nobody can do everything. Like Will Smith, you know, just go away. Stick to what you do best. Go away. Here's a story that I, I was attracted to headline is what got me on this one. That's a lot of pizza. All for me. That's exactly what I had in mind was <laughs> that. Merrill Lynch and Company's private equity arm has agreed to buy privately held NPC International, the world's largest franchisee of Pizza Hut restaurants. NPC said in a statement yesterday. I'll tell you one thing, boy. You go anywhere in the world. Oh, and guess what they were doing this morning on, uh, on uh, CNN? What were they doing this morning on CNN? Drinking coffee. Okay. They did blind taste tests, and like overwhelmingly, they had some schmucks out there in the streets in New York, and then the people in the studio, and then, uh, uh -huh. uh, what's his name? Sky Miles O'Brien, and Soli Dad O'Brien, and Pat O'Brien, and uh, all the other O'Briens. And they were like, uh, taste, and they had like A, B, and C, you know, nobody knew which mm -hmm. one, which one, and they almost all of them picked B. Which was? Burger King. Huh. By far and away, far and away, the best coffee. And then uh, McDonald's was, uh, and also Dunkin' Donuts. But huh. uh, they all like Burger King the best. How do you like that? Terms of the deal, which is expected to close this spring, were not disclosed. The deals received approval in principle from Pizza Hut. The agreement is the latest in the series of acquisitions by private equity groups of fast food restaurant chains. NPC is the world's largest Pizza Hut franchisee and currently operates 790 Pizza Hut restaurants and delivery kitchens in 26 states across America. And, of course, all around the world, man, everywhere you go, there's Pizza Hut everywhere, just everywhere. There's regular Pizza Hut, there's Pizza Hut Express, Amsterdam, Berlin, Frankfurt, uh, Paris, uh, you name it. I mean, of course, you got, you know, your Mickey D's and all of those, too. But, I mean, Pizza Hut is just everywhere. Not to mention the Colonel, you know, that uh, right. Color Flu chicken place. Here's a fax. How oh, get out of here, Anthony. Oh, my yeah. God. This fax, Paris Hilton, my ass. There's a lot of similarity there, as a matter of fact. I beg your pardon? Paris Hilton in your ass. It's a very close call. Yeah. I got news for her. My ass looks a lot better than she does. I'll take your word for it. Even on a, even on a day, if a roid should pop. No, I, well, no, actually, we can put it on there, because look at what the question is. That's I right. Mean, we didn't say, we didn't assume that these people have good taste. <laughs> well, that, that's Who a good thing. Who is the woman you most desire? Yeah, put Paris Hilton on there, just for yucks. Yeah, like yuck is parts. right. I think maybe um, Blind Mike might vote for that, just, just, for, look out just for yucks. Yeah, look out. You know... I don't, I don't want to, like, I, I want to say this delicately, but, you know, I'm always bitching about these really smelly, nasty, gross people like at Woodbine and various places. Right. Mostly a certain kind of, I don't want to say, like, uh, Russian and uh, old ethnics. Eastern Bloc. But, you know, most of these people are married to somebody. You know where I'm going right. with this? Yes, I do. And I think to myself, these people are laying down in the same bed with That's these right. other people. That's right. And they look like this, and they smell like this, and they, right. like, uh... Haven't seen a bar of soap or a thing, a body wash in about, I mean, you, you follow uh -huh. what I'm saying? Yes, I do. They're probably married to a similar pig. I see. Because otherwise, maybe that explains the rash of suicides in the world. You know, that, that might be it. What a horrible thing. 
You know, maybe maybe like 40, 50 years ago, the other person, the smelly, nasty, gross person, was like very attractive when they were young and very, uh, you know, maybe even uh, whatever. Had good hygiene. But now all of a sudden this turned into a disgusting, smelly, nasty, raunchy pig. Man. How'd you like to have to lie down with something like that? No, thank you. Night after night. Day after day. Get up in the morning with that morning breath, that stench, that wonderful aroma. See, maybe it's just not so bad after all of it. Yay. This is Neil Rogers. Rick and Mendelssohn. This is 560 QAM. You understand the Gestapo keeps track of everyone. If anybody has opinion, dissenting from our way, we'll place your name into the system as enemy of the state. Don't even bother to question, just follow on the face. Everybody's turning fast, fascist USA. In the act of patriotism, we're watching all of you. Everyone's under suspicion, so that's what you do. This has information, and all you mindless fools, the Bush Fatherland Nation, that's USA. WQM. Kim Bo Camper at two. You got Curtis for the Mad Dog at four, and then that Hurricane stuff. Don't forget we got the uh, QM van out today, noon to two at the Shell gas station at the corner of University Drive and Broward Boulevard, right across from where they used to have that uh, convenience store where the cops, plantation cops, used to make the coffee every morning, eat the free donuts. Right. Which is why it's probably no longer there, and also right next door to that veterinarian that I uh, didn't use for a long time. And then 7 o'clock tonight, Josh will have uh, merchandise with him at Hurricane Hotline at Bernie Kosar Steakhouse, 5960 Southwest 70th Street, just two blocks west of U.S. 1, at the Hurricane Hotline, which is on uh, 7 to 9, and the Beast at Bernie Kosar is at 9, and the ADK at 10. With that hurricane stuff, let's hope they do some real good hurricane rooting, okay? Let's hope it has some impact, because we want those Canes to win big on Thursday when they play Clemson in the ACC tourney with the pregame at 11.30 Thursday morning. Oh, oh yeah. U.M. and Clemson at noon. And then, of course, if they win Thursday, then Friday, they're right back again on, uh, uh, like I said, Thursday to uh, Friday. Got it? Following that? We got it. <laughs> yeah, in other words, uh, keep Not going. Really. 
Keep going. Keep on going, baby, at least through Friday. Give us a nice, soft week this week. That would be really good. Soft. Five, six, seven. I'm really surprised. I thought this phone would be ringing off the hook today, but it's picked up right where it was yesterday. Uh huh. That kind of a week. So you'll be pleased to be doing well. you got a short show tomorrow anyway. I'll be Not short enough, but uh, I'll take it. tomorrow. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Of course, I could have made the dentist thing for Thursday morning when we had the short show, but that's not when they had an opening. Right. I got an opening in my tooth, and they got an opening tomorrow morning, so that's when I'm going. Yeah, Queen Broker Crown, so you got to get a new one. That is correct. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Happy belated 30-year. Happy Purim. Yeah. Hey, uh, Brad Pitt is one of the luckiest men in the world because uh, Angelina Jolie is very open about her bisexuality. Yeah. So, on the nights when she's in the mood for Taco Fiesta, I'm sure he's there. Okay, with... great. Five six seven oh five sixty. Gee, I wonder where he was going with that. Yeah, straight to Taco Hell and Pound Five Sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. You know, so he started out by, like, sounding like uh -huh. a responsible, uh, rational human yeah. being. And then he started, like, going right there, you know, right there. Yeah, right there. Don't go there. WQ, I don't. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing, buddy? Are you, are you like, in a barrel? No, I'm okay. I'm, I'm are you going over Niagara Falls in a barrel? Because <laughs> I can barely hear you, man. Hey, man. How would you, uh, your right hand feeling? What is it? How's the hand feeling? I heard you fell down again. Yeah, right. Oh, God. God help us. WQAM, hello. Hey, I wanted to uh, put in a vote. Yeah. Are you there? I'm right here. I'm listening. Uh, okay. How about Michelle Pfeiffer? You like Michelle Pfeiffer? Uh-huh. Are you a lesbian? Uh, I'm sorry? Are you a lesbian? No. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's okay. I'm just would, asking. Would, I mean, would you, you like to be? You know, it might be interesting to try once. Well, I'm always Pfeiffer. Yeah. Okay, that sounds interesting to me. George will come by and watch. I'll bring the camera. <laughs> okay. Sounds He'll referee. Good. Okay, thanks. That's right. All right. Bye. Really bye -bye. play by play. Michelle Pfeiffer. We'll put her on there. Now, what is that? You know, what are they showing on there? On where? Are They're going to make me put it on Darren Kagan, are you? Mrs. Limbaugh? I don't yeah. know. She makes me ill. Gives me kind of a rush. What about that story about Scare America going off uh, WLIB in New York, probably April 1? How about that? What about it? That just pulls, I mean, I mean, maybe they'll be on here still in Schenectady and Geneva, you know, and in Ypsilanti. But that kind of like pulls the whole carpet, yanks it out from under. Maybe the fact is that the liberals can't be on a radio no more. Isn't there a law or something? I think that's part of the Patriot Act by an unnamed uh, government, by an right. unnamed, uh, yeah. I'll ask that. Here's line nine, WQAM, hello. Very, very weak Eddie Jr. Pathetic. Work on it, man. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hola. Happy belated anniversary. Happy anniversary. WQAM, hello. Your questions, bipolar? 5670560. Oh, like I said, started yesterday and it's going to yeah. be that way all week long. WEAK. How's your pile today? Mm, I got fair pile. Looks kind of like uh, Paris Hilton. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I got a vote for the poll. Yes, sir. I want to put some soul up in this thing. Pam Greer. Back in Pam the day. Greer. Representing. <laughs> okay. Put some soul on it. All right. Well, Pam Greer. Time, Who's that? Sure. Pam Greer. Who's well, that? she was uh, famous for the black exploitation movies of the 70s. 
Oh, so and, uh, she's an old bag now, though. Currently, she's on the L word, yeah. Hmm. So well, how old is she, about 72? Like 30. Pretty hot. She's almost as hot as Rosa Parks. 5670560. Oh, pound 560 and the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Life is passing you by, folks. I can smell that already. Life is passing you folks by. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Happy 30th. I'm yeah. glad I got an opportunity to call in about that. And I just wanted to mention uh, proof that uh, Paul Casanova has his, uh, has his ear up your butt here. He uh, was given the old uh, put the lotion in the basket. Did you hear anybody anybody else comment about that? No, because nobody listens to it, so evidently no. not. Now, he, he looked at, like, that's something else. new. Is that something new that he uh, rips off everybody, including no, us a lot? I just thought I'd let you know. But there's nothing else to listen to. What are you going to yeah. do? Anyway, so that's what it was. You repeated that's the best, it twice, that's the best thing the he's got going for him. Okay. It's the best thing he's got going for him is when I took Stern off the air. Is that the only reason he's got any audience? Uh, Phil Latzman is much funnier than uh, than Paul. Anyway. In addition to which, we got a nice uh, fax from Phil yesterday. Phil Latzman. And we didn't get nothing from Paul saying, hey, happy 30th, you old bastard fag, or nothing like that. You know, because he's... Uh... And by the way, we still don't watch you on QAM, Paul. I love the way he lied about that and denied that. He, he begged everybody, Petey Lenny and Duff... Oh, he wanted on this station so bad, he wanted out of that cheap channel outfit like you couldn't believe. Oh, no, that's a bunch of lies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm the liar. I'm the liar that always was running into him with the sawgrass. He would, you know, make up those things on here. Right. Brandon and Neil to sawgrass. First of all, I never shopped at the sawgrass, okay? I was in there maybe twice in my life at the food court. I did like Nathan's, though. Of course, yeah. you don't have to go to the sawgrass to get, find Nathan's. They're everywhere. Yep. No, seriously, why would you, what, what, what is the attraction of the sawgrass when you come right down to it? I give up. What's the maggot store? Well, it's sprawling. Yeah. Hearing all the different languages spoken. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like a, it's like the Tower of Babel, baby. Right, it's a bouillabaisse of ethnicity. Which is what they pay me to do. We're going to make that thousand easy today. We got 882 already. It's not even 1130 yet. So I guess that's what it's going to be. I think this is a good direction we're moving in now. Less on the phone and more on the internets. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. Who is the woman you most desire? Jessica Alba, 143. Hallie's Berries, 125. Angelina Jolie, 114. Charlize Theron, 90. Scarlett Johansson, 85. Natalie Portman, 46. None. I'm a straight female, 41. 4.6%. That is a shocker. We never get that, do we? No. Almost 5% of the audience? Maybe the uh, ladies are finally uh, catching on. Eva, maybe they're out of the closet. Eva Longoria, 41. Britney Spears, 36. Britney's dropped a uh-huh. precipitous tumble. She's tumbling on it. I got that skank all over her. Oh, God. Jessica Beale, 33. None, I'm gay, 32. 32. Gay. I hate this pool, 31. Adriana Lima, 21. Maria Menounos, 11. Jennifer Conley, 9. If you ask me to ask somebody. Jenna Jameson, 8. Sienna Miller, 6. Pamela Anderson, 5. And George's spitting blood. Paris Hilton's got a pair. Tiny pair. They're not noticeable, but she's got a pair. Amory, 2. Giselle Bunchkin. Bunchman. Bunchin's got one. And none for Pam Greer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Or Eva or Josh LaRue. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. 
Pakistan pig. Abdul, uh, whatever you do, don't uh, uh, eat me, Abdul. I'm, I'm, feel, I mean, uh, disgusted, disgusted, disgusted. Uh, I'm unclean. Well, entertainment news now. Singer George Michael is out on bail after being arrested for suspicion of drug possession. Police arrested him in London after finding him swamped over in his car. They questioned him about drug use and will now conduct an investigation. If convicted, he could face up to two years in jail and a fine. Last Christmas, you gave me some crack. But the very next day, I smoked it away. I'm queer. I have no career. In jail, I meet someone special. Hey, George, you gotta have faith. <laughs> Last Christmas, you gave me some crack. But the very next day, I smoked it away. I'm queer. I have no career. In jail, I meet someone special. Oh, all right, I'll be your father figure. <laughs> Police were called by a member of the public to a man seen slumped over the steering wheel of a car on a street close to Hyde Park Corner. Scotland Yard said he was arrested on suspicion of the possession of controlled substances. He was taken to a central London police station. Once smitten with the sky, above the bathroom in July. And the cops, yes, they recognize me. It's been a few years now, it doesn't surprise me. So wake up, I sleep behind the wheel. I was slumped in my automobile. Now I know what a fool I've been. I sure could use another hit song again. Cause last Christmas, you gave me some crack. But the very next day, I smoked it away. I'm queer, I have no career. In jail, I meet someone special. Georgie, that's not a monkey on your back. <laughs> 11.32 at 5.60 WQAM. GOP lawmakers work to limit probe of domestic spying program. Republicans in Congress are trying to limit the scope of any investigation into how President Bush's secret domestic surveillance program has operated. Some key lawmakers also are working to legalize such spying on U.S. citizens in the future, perhaps with some judicial restrictions. Let me read that sentence again. Could some you? key lawmakers are also working to legalize such spying on U.S. citizens in the future, perhaps with some judicial restrictions, or perhaps, perhaps not. Perhaps not, yeah. Right. Perhaps. The dual-track effort is designed to protect the Bush administration from an all-out congressional inquiry into the secret program while rejecting Bush's argument that he already has full legal authority to order such surveillance. The Senate Intelligence Committee is scheduled to vote today on a Democratic plan to conduct a broad investigation into the program. Committee Chairman Pat Roberts, Republican of Kansas, a real Yahoo, is trying to win support for a more limited inquiry. Roberts refused to say yesterday whether he had the votes to forestall the Democratic demand for an investigation. Democrats need only one Republican to side with them to order such a probe of that's that Doug Thompson thing, man. It's uh, uh -huh. scary stuff. Oh, scary stuff. How dare he write anything about the unmentionable act? Right. In that unmentionable uh, website. Speaking of unmentionables, Walmart. Walmart enlists bloggers in a PR campaign. Th this is... This is so... Th this, you know what smacks up to me? In spite of all the money they're making, the billions, it smacks the desperation. Yeah. Because more and more people are getting out of them, and more and more communities are saying, hey, guess what? We don't want you here. You can't build one here. Go away. Go find some slave labor somewhere else like in India. 
Brian Pickerel, a blogger, recently posted a note on his website attacking state legislation that would force Walmart stores to spend more on employee health insurance. All across the country, newspaper editorial boards, no great friends of business, are ripping the bills, he wrote. It was the kind of pro-Walmart comment the giant retailer might write itself, and in fact, it did. Huh. Several sentences in uh, Mr. Pickerel's January 20th posting, others from different days, are identical to those written by an employee at one of Walmart's public relations firms and distributed by email to bloggers. Under assault as never before. All right. Walmart is increasingly looking beyond the mainstream media and working directly with bloggers, feeding them exclusive nuggets of news, suggesting topics for postings, even inviting them to visit its corporate headquarters. Kind of like the way the Fudge Report operates. You know, he gets a call from uh, Richard Mellon Scaife and some of those operatives, those right-wing fanatics, and uh, bada-beep, bada-boop, and he puts on it, whatever they... You know, they just put the words in his mouth. And, boy, you talk about getting crowded. But the strategy raises questions about what bloggers who pride themselves in independence should disclose to readers. Walmart, the nation's largest private employer, has been forthright with bloggers about the origins of its communications, and the company and its public relations firms, Edelman, say they did not compensate the blogger. But some bloggers have posted information from Walmart at times word for word without revealing where it came from. Glenn Reynolds, the founder of Instapundit.com, one of the oldest blogs on the web, the wicked web, said that even in the blogosphere, which is renowned for its lack of rules, a basic tenet applies. If I reprint something, I say where it came from. A blog is about your voice, it seems to me, not somebody else's. Companies of all stripes are using blogs to help shape public opinion. Before General Electric announced a major investment in energy-efficient technology last year, company executives first met with major environmental bloggers to build support. Others have reached out to bloggers to promote a product or service as Microsoft did with its Xbox game system. By the way, they don't work. And Singular Wireless has done <laughs> them introduction of a new phone. That was so choice, man. All those people that were beating each other over the head and going crazy and lining up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and they got their Xbox, and they took it, oh, it doesn't work. But what's different about Walmart's approach to blogging is that rather than promoting a product, something it does quite well, given its $300 billion annual sales, it's trying to improve its battered image. Walmart, long criticized for low wages and its health benefits, began working with bloggers in late 2005 as part of an overall effort to tell our story, said Mona Williams, a company spokeswoman. As more and more Americans go to the Internet to get information from varied, credible, trusted sources, Walmart is committed to participating in that online conversation, she said. And it goes on and on. They're just, you know, planting the seeds of propaganda. So careful what you read on the web. Just trust the stuff you read on our website. That's it. That's right. All the rest is propaganda. Although I do like that raw story, man. That's, that's excellent. It's pretty raw. Do you realize we got 914 votes already? I do. And there's a dumb person that needs you talking on TV? Safety at sea. Oh, there he is. Oh, thank God it's not live. But that's right. He had to uh, use Air Force One to fly to Texas because he had to cast that vote. Yeah. In that town that's got like 40 votes in it, he might be the deciding vote. So we can't afford. And did you see? All, did you see on the NBC News last night all those mobile homes that are sinking into the ground that yep. the FEMA bought? Yep. All these poor bastards from New Orleans, man, are homeless. And yesterday they started, uh, you know, the demolition of those homes and the tearing the houses down and all this other crap. And we got people are desperate to find a life, you know. I have no life. But we got thousands and thousands of mobile homes sitting sinking in the ground. In uh, Texas, and where was the other one? Arkansas, I think. Right, think or swim. Yeah, they're thinking over there. As Sigourney Weaver would say, nice trailer. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. Hey, good morning, Neil. How you Yes, doing? sir. Uh, Sandra Bullock on that list, please. Okay. And today's my birthday. Really? Um, I'm glad she had such a small part in Crash. I mean, it was still a great movie, but she had a, she had a pretty small part. 
And uh, for my birthday, could you do me one small favor and play? Possibly. Uh, uh, Mobit, um, now see here. I love it. I miss okay. Mr. Pomposity. He was the funniest man between 10 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, Neil. Okay. Oh, now see here. There actually is a bit called now. I mean, I remember yeah, the yeah, other. Yeah. And right. it was about to be a series, too, you know. Yeah, it was going to fucking still be a series. There's no, right. no reason to stop now. Now see here. His memory lingers on. Do, 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 do. And the aroma of that muskrat in the bag. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Uh, yes, sir. I got a couple people for your list on the uh, the pitches list. I got Tyra Banks. And then on, and then on the list of Fody Foe, we got uh, Reginald Martinez Jackson. Reggie Jackson, 44. My gosh, how can I we got memory? We got Floyd Little. Right. We have, at the U, Dan Morgan. Who? Dan Morgan, when he was a linebacker at the U, War 44. Well, U, that's not my U. And then, of course, the world-renowned Cherokee Park, when he was at Duke. <laughs> okay, quit, quit right. your head. Oh, uh, yeah. Although it is my university, we love the Hurricanes. Went on Thursday, please. Oh, yeah. Knock off Clemson, man. Clemson's not that great, huh? That's what we were told. They're marginal. Canes have a shot to win that game. We got a shot, man. As Jimmy Johnson would say, we got a shot. Because if the Canes win that game, then they play again on Friday morning at the same time. We get another soft day. So it's possible I could have a really soft week, you know. And at my age, it's probably got to get used to it. Goes to the soft food. Dentist tomorrow. That's not a soft dude. I, to be honest with you, I'd rather work the two hours and 50 minutes tomorrow than go to the dentist and get yeah, drilled. Yeah, that's a good perk. Although I don't think I'm going to get drilled, but I'm going to get, uh, I don't know what, I don't know. You're going to get crowned. What are you going to get ground? Grounded crown? I mean, <laughs> ground round? How about that Burger coffee thing, huh? Yeah, well, they got a new coffee uh, thing. I saw the sign on there. That's, uh, they're calling it something. One of the talking heads, I think it was, uh, uh, what's her name? Soledad. I think she was saying how it tasted like it. Or no, one of them was saying it tasted like it had something in it, you know? Well, how's that? No, no, no. Be good careful thing. now. Yeah, no. Careful. We okay. love that Burger King. That's right. We are the best, huh? Mm -hmm. We like we like everybody who's in business on QAM. Now, if you right. got some money, we want it. Just like when you go into Woodbine, man. You got some cash, we'll take it. We don't care if they have to wheel you in with 14 oxygen tanks, and some of them they do. I still can't get over that. You think that's what I have in my future? Can you just envision that? What, wheelchair oxygen tank right there in front of the slot machine? Yeah. Yeah. I can see it now. Bag. You know, with the, with the uh, tube uh, in the nose. It's uh, an electric wheelchair, of course. And Only the, the bag on the side of my electric wheelchair right. just uh -huh. zipping around from one good machine to another one. I think that's it. And if that's what my future holds, I think that's the best idea. I'm going hunting with Dick Chamber. There you go. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560. Oh, Howard David's a bit. Okay, now what's the mo bit that I was supposed to play because I got distracted by something on the internet here? What was it? Now see here. Oh, now see here. Well, where the hell am I going to find that? In keeping with the high standards of broadcast journalism, in the tradition of Edward Almero's Sing It Now, 560 WQAM presents Now See Here with Mo Howard David. And this is Mo Howard David. Now see here. Got a new gig here. And if I had so choose to stay. I will change the face of whatever that is to. Now, see here. Who did more for radio? Neil Rogers or Hoey Bosker Anderson? Huh? Hello again. Here's my best to you. Are you ready? 
name Oscar Anderson. That's who. For one thing, he was the mayor of Morning Radio. And that pipe smoker, he ain't no mayor. Why, Hoy Oscar Anderson sang nice songs. Oh, he had a beautiful voice. Listen to Are your skies all gray? And Bill Rogers don't sing those songs about nothing other than me. Why, sure. That there, that's uh, Neil singing the, the discouraging songs about the going to the And then a bag of the one, he writes them, and then Neil sings them. Now you know he's queer, because real men don't sing. And another thing, Hoy Oscar Anderson was a lot fatter than Neil, too. That there's what made him their best scene. On the next installment of Now See Here, who made a better cup of coffee? Mrs. Olson or Jackie Robinson? Come on. Now see me here next time for Mo Indignance on Now See Here, not there over here. And I heard it was Burger King, not even Mrs. Olson. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless lines, and don't forget QM Fan noon to two Shell Gas Station Corner University and uh, Broward Boulevard, and seven to ten tonight Josh Cordes will have merchandise with him at the Hurricane Hotline Bernie Kosar Steakhouse. Now you got to do better than eighty bucks there tonight. I have no control over that. Show up, people. Let me say it again. You got to do better than eighty bucks. That's pretty lame. I they got to do better than eighty. Bucks. Who's going to be on the air while you're there? Um, that would be Joe Z, probably well, Josh Darrow, and the yeah. This is till ten, so see the on air guy's got to plug it. Well, have him throw a couple of plugs. I will, of course. Right, okay, of course. In addition to which, this one we probably can do better because we know the address of this one is Bernie Kosar Steakhouse, fifty nine sixty Southwest Seventieth Street, just two blocks west of US One, as opposed to that Smoky Bones the other day you went and didn't know where the hell it was. WQA QAM, <laughs> hello. Sampling your sir. sir. Yes, sir. This sounds like Julian's to me. Yeah, it is. WQAM, hello. QAM. Good day to you, Pally. Good day. Hey, do you guys have uh, Naomi Watts on the poll? What's that? I think that's her name. That's her name. <laughs> yeah, the King Kong guy got a Woody for her. See, there you go. We should have uh, stopped uh-huh. in your head, man. Although she deserves to be on there. We're well, on they're there. on there. I have no problem with that. Just when he starts making comments about Woody Graber and his ponytail like that, we get real upset. What's wrong with some of these people? SKB, whoever that is, you know, I, these people that send faxes that have no name, you know, I, uh-huh. I remember the song A Horse with No Name by That's America. Right. It's always a fax with no name. Why is that? Well, First especially of all, when you can make it never, up. I almost never use anybody's last name on the ear, just out of, you know, common courtesy, which I don't have much, but a little bit. Gabriel Union. By the way, Miguel is already out there with the van. Well, that's great. The early bird gets the worm. Okay, go by and give the, uh, the worm to a Miguel or the other way around. He's already there at the Shell Gas Station Corner University and Broward Boulevard, right across from the kitty corner from the Broward Mall. Gabriel Union to the women you most desire pulses, SKB, Scabby. Remember Scabby Hayes? Gabriel Union, what is the state of the union, by the way? Who is Gabriel Union? You're going to have to elucidate me on some of these. I can't think of who she is. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Well, if you don't know, how about Josh? you know who that is? No, he's Googling it. No. Oh, he's Googling her? It's going to be one of those, oh, that chick, yeah, from that show, one yeah. of those things. 900 for, oh, and you know something, tonight's Tuesday, you know what's on Supernatural on the WB tonight. Oh, that's right. O'clock. She's a hot chocolate girl. Hot chocolate, say it right, chocolate. Chocolate. She's the girl that was in uh, Alien vs. Predator? Is that her? No. Oh, okay. She was in, uh... She was Alien versus Predator. Alien meets the Terminator. 
Oh, Woman, you most desire. We got 952 votes. We'll have a thousand, very close to a thousand by noon already. Boy, this is. Well, what does this mean? You know, nothing. <laughs> oh, what do you mean it doesn't mean anything? What kind of a, a negatory comment is that? Oh, I mean it's really important. I mean it's. Uh, it is important. It's very. You don't think it's important? Uh, not, not to me. It's not. I could give a crap less about this particular poll. Now look at I'm a straight female. Four point six percent. Forty four. 44 out of 952. In fact, the votes are coming in by the nuns. The nuns are voting now. I bet you the nuns got their favorites. Mm-mm-mm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they do. Yeah. And gay, 34, 3.5%. The fact that we got more straight women than gay men listening to that, now that, that's a real fly opener, isn't it? Of course, it could be a straight women and gays that actually voted rather than for that option. Jonathan in Plantation is becoming very chronic, says, please add Selma Hayek to the poll. She looked, oh, I see that. I can't read that line. I like John Stewart, but I don't blame him for the overall poor show quality. Who was producing it? Helen Keller? Cars on fire and people walking in slow motion. What the hell was that? It says, by the way, good luck with your oral work. Yeah, I'm working on it. First, first I, it just wasn't a good uh, oral week for me, you know? So it's big. First, I did that right. thing biting my tongue at Woodbine, which that's, that's a good thing to do there, especially if it entices you to run the hell out. And then this thing, I'm just, just minding my own business two nights ago, eating dinner, and all of a sudden they just crunch, you know. And there goes a whole chunk of, uh, and come to find out it isn't just one tooth, there's another tooth that's got like a little, a little thing. I said, I see a little thing on your tooth. I said, it wouldn't be the first time. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. When did Moe get kicked off? I beg your pardon? When did Moe? Howard Davis, you kicked well, off. Are you living in a cave somewhere? He's been off the air for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks now. I just got back. I was out of town. He's long gone, man. No more. Where's he at now? What Home. Home. Let me say it again. Home. Okay. Well, get a, these people with these cell phones, I can't handle it no more. You know what? Uh-huh. The worst quality. And you'd think as the time went on, it would get better. Wouldn't you think? You'd think, but. You'd think it would be a good cell phone, but it's not. And that's what it sounds like. And they're fading in and out. And they're like all over the place. Jesus. Get a real phone, Pally, will you please? I have no life. Yeah, talk about out of touch. When's uh, Mike Veneri coming back? What about Big Wilson? You know, I mean, get serious, will you? Mo is getting paid to stay home. In fact, I think, I do believe that any day now, wasn't it March 10th that was the uh, end of his contract? Okay. So maybe he'll be popping up on some station near you very soon. I have a feeling it's not going to be the one across the street. I could be wrong about that. You never know. I don't see the Mo and Joe show. I don't see that coming to, coming together. The Mo Joe show? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. George Fox, man. Da, 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 da. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. A happy belated uh, 30th anniversary. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks so much for all the information and the bedtime stories you've given us uh, in the last several years. Good, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neil, I uh, don't. I haven't been able to uh, listen to every minute of every show, regrettably. But uh, <laughs> but I was wondering, have you uh, seen this uh, short film uh, documentary called Ha 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 America? No. Well, I think you'd really be interested in it, and I can uh, tell you and your listeners how to see it if you want to online. Well, what's, it, what's it about? It's about it's a Chinese documentary, uh, 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 satir- satirical documentary on America outsourcing all of the jobs to China. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very interesting. I think uh, I think you'd like it. 
You can uh, see it by going to a website called YouTube, Y-O-U-T-U-B-E, dot com. Tube. Yeah. Yeah, and then you are up in the search, uh, uh, the search for movies section, you put in quotes, ha, 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 America. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, give it a shot uh, today if you get a chance. I think you'll really enjoy it, Neil. Okay. Thanks again for everything. Thanks a lot, Pally. Take care of yourself. So, ha, 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 America is what he said. <laughs> America. That's the website. Here's a fax from a chronic. Uh, hi, Neil. Hi, George. 30-year listener. About 30, man. I adore you, and I'm only 53. <clears throat> it says cough. Hey, 53 is a spring chicken compared to old toad like me, and most of us old farts here at QAM. It's the old station, and we don't uh, care if you don't, if you don't like it too bad. Just jealous. Both of my kids grew up with you, always on the radio. At your 25th anniversary, I sent you the signed Miami Metro magazine with my daughter on the cover. Now your 30th, my son is in the Boca Raton News. He and his partner and Nicholas Shea started a website just for teens. I wonder what that means, he and his partner. And Nick Lachey. I don't know. Oh, he knows Nick? Hmm. Anyway, it's called whyfly.com, or maybe nicksfly.com. The article cannot be emailed, but it's in today's Boca Raton News by Nicole, Jen Nicole Jenkins. Boca Native celebrates first website for teens, uh, teens only. I love you, Wendy. Thanks, Wendy. How do you like that? Okay. So her son and his partner, uh, he and his partner, and Nick yeah. Lachey, have a website just for teenagers. Yeah, that could called... be anything. What? That could mean anything. Whyfly.com. What do you mean it could mean anything? What, what does that mean? That's you are a, such a party pooper, Gender-neutral uh, term there. You and his party, such a party <laughs> pooper. Yeah, that's right. It could be his girlfriend. Uh, does it could, really make a difference? Does anybody care? No, Who the hell no, cares? Really. Just an interesting choice of words. That's a partner. Right. You know, like uh, Hyman Roth had a partner. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's got to have a partner. Probably that guy that they're bringing back from Israel, like Hank said. He's probably got a partner. 966 votes. Boy, that is so impressive, man. I think I think we can just retire right now. 969. Oh, sorry, 960. WQAM, hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez, who okay. is? Yeah, you heard of her? We'll put her there. Awesome, thank you. Okay. She's an ugly beast, but we'll pull her, put her under anyway. Michelle Rodriguez. Well, let me say it again. Who is she? She's, uh, she's Hello? on Lost right now. She's is there an anybody out there? What? She's an actress. Yeah. Uh, she's been in movies. She's on Lost right now. Um, yeah, she ought to be. She's an ugly bean face. Oh, well, put her on her anyway. What do you care? Oh, there's that beaner stuff starting again. You were the one that found beaner boy. You got some stinking nerve to be talking about beaners. Nevertheless. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Where, where did you find him? Seriously, where did he come from? For two years, he tried to get an internship here, and he would, yeah. uh, you know, come to appearances or write and bring his resume and all this stuff, and he was a computer guy, and that was at the time when we needed a computer guy and somebody to sit in the other room, so I set up an interview, and he BS'd his way on in. An interview with? With, uh, I guess it was Clarence at the time. Oh. And Duff was still the uh, operations dude at oh. the time, but, you know. Because anyway, Duff was, was making the uh, decisions. He sure never would have hired him. No. He was, probably would have hired somebody who looked better than that. At any rate, uh, he's, you know, that's ancient history. It's one yeah. of our mistakes. We all make mistakes in life, yeah. and that's one you're going to have to live with. Or almost died with. Uh-huh. Well, it's a good thing I wasn't there that day that he collapsed on the floor. Oh, oh no, you'd have enjoyed the show. <laughs> well, you know, it's probably my fault. I didn't know. You know when these guys do the work for the internets and put the stories up there, I send uh -huh. all the, you know keep sending money, and I have a feeling that I was subsidizing whatever his 
una problema problem, uh, was. See, my tongue is so messed up, I can't even speak right. Especially, you can't speak in a pony. The uh, interesting thing was when you when you push down on someone's chest when they're blowing blood bubbles out of their nose, yes. it's amazing how big those bubbles can actually get before they pop. I'll be damned. Hmm. 11.57 at QM. We got Kimba Bocamper. At, uh, Panthers lost in a uh, shootout last night. They uh, were behind late, and they tied it up. Looked like uh, things were going well, and they lost in the shootout. Their playoff chances at this point are oh. none and less than none. Montreal and Philadelphia. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't want to get into hockey talk, but the Philadelphia Flyers, man, it was an exciting game, but that Montreal game last night, choking, gagging. Eric Desjardins should rot in hell. This Thanks a lot, Neil Rogers. Talk, you idiot. This Giving them frogs a point, you jackass. Santa Homeland Security, Tom Ridge, advising you to put duct tape on your radio when I raise the warning color to pink for the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Hi! Hey, what if I told you there's a way to prepare your corporate documents that will make them tasty to investors no matter what's actually bubbling just below the surface? Hi, everybody. I'm Ron Coquille for my latest invention, the Enronco Rotisserie Book Hooker. Oh, thanks, thanks. Now, now, before I show you all the great features you'll enjoy with my new book cooker, let me introduce my helper for today. She's the wife of disgraced former Enron CEO, Kenneth Lay. Let's say hello to Linda Lay. <laughs> Hi, Ron. Mmm, what's cooking? It sure smells good. Oh, you ought to know, Linda. Right now, in the oven, we're cooking up a batch of Enron books. Mmm, well, it sure smells rich. Oh, that's right, Linda. My all new Enronco rotisserie book cooker makes even the foulest smelling accounting practices a real treat for the nostrils. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's because of the special heating element I designed. Come here, come here. Look at this. See, see, see that right there? <gasps> oh, Ron, I don't believe it. Yeah. It's actually turning the red ink to black. That's right. How about that? Oh, that's right. And best of all, when you're done cooking the books, you just pop out the heating element like this. That was so easy. Oh, sure. And then just pop in the Enronco rotary shredder. And then just, just shred it and forget it. <laughs> Ron, this is fantastic. Thank you. You should show this to my friends at Arthur Anderson. Show it to them? Who do you think's my biggest customer? <laughs> the Enronco rotisserie book cooker. Get one today before they lock you up. <laughs> No juicy man, though. How's lunch coming from uh, John the Baker? Uh, slow. Really? Not there yet? No. Huh, sound a little bit despondent about it, too. It's coming, though, isn't it? That's what we're told, yeah. That's what you've been told. Well, I don't want Duff to get all bent out of shape because that's his account. He'll get, like, all, you know, start hyperventilating, get all uh, emotional and start crying. It'll show up there real soon. In fact, it looks to me like it's lunch hour right now. What do you want from there? Right. Ten fifteen in the morning? Sure, that'd be good. They'll be there any minute, guaranteed. I'll bet you. I'll bet you Josh's life on it. Whichever Josh you want to do. Oh, don't forget Miguel is there now. We got a report yet? We got sixty bucks. Well, that's he just officially starting right now. That's better than we did yesterday. It's a good head start. Right. Twelve thousand sixty-five bucks. That's a real good start. They ought to be lined up from there all the way up to Sunrise Boulevard. That'd be lined up all the way to uh, Commercial Boulevard. Noon to two at the uh, Shell station. You'll find right now Miguel in the QM van waiting for yous. See, I, I don't. I don't want to make any predictions, but I'm very leery. That's why I'm very nervous about these CD things. 
Because in the beginning, there's this real big, you know, and then all of a sudden, after people have got some, then strange things begin happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Still, it's not about the bits. It's about actually having the CD and contributing to the cause. And right. And something to show a people. A little bit of uh, thanks for three right. years uh, at the right price. I mean, $20 isn't even a buck a year. You put it in your CD case. It's part of the collection. entertainment and elucidation and whatever else we do. You it's know? a collector's yeah. item. That's what That's it is. That's right. That's even not a, not a dollar for a fart sound that we used to play. Like just pennies per fart. Till two o'clock, Miguel's waiting for you. We better do a thousand bucks there today, or I'm going to be really porked off. I'll tell you. How, and when are we going to get the next update on the uh, internet thing? Or is that just going to be sporadic, spastic? I don't know. Uh, Corner University and Broward Boulevard, next to that uh, veterinarian place. <laughs> I think that's Plantation Animal Hospital. Is what it is. Used to use them for a while. Here's one that says you've got a bunch of Jessicas on your list, but not the hottest one. Jessica Simpson. And George actually was close enough. She was right there in that studio and probably still has saved uh, a very shiny spot on that seat. Right. Right across the table. I captured the air from the seat. He you know, captured he, he the essence the in a small tube. Right. I can't yeah. tell you where he put the tube, but he captured the essence it's of Jessica's Jessica. ass air. I said air. I thought you said hair. Why not? <laughs> Five six seven oh five. Yeah, she's all right. She's an idiot, and I really wonder right. about that whole arrangement. But uh, what's 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 to like? Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, is this Neil? Sounds like me. Yes. Neil, fifty-one-year-old uh, angler. I've been listening to you for uh, about fifteen years. But I, did, right. I I did get a C or I ordered the CDs the day after. You had it on the website, and I'm just wondering if people are getting them, how long it takes to get them. Anybody want to give me an answer? Oh, or I I just do it. Hey, four to six weeks. I don't know. I'll make get something up. Get out of here four to six weeks. I'll so make something they'll, up. They'll be along. Yeah. It'll, they'll be along. Okay. Well, thanks for, thanks for the entertainment. You're great, Neil. Okay. Thanks for your help, Pally. See, once they start hitting me with questions like that, we're right. out of line now. Right. We got a, uh, a guy. He's a good guy. And, uh, you know, he's How do you know he's a good guy? Weekly. Well, because well, we met with him. take the money and abscond with it. Because he did the, uh, the stuff for us last year. Yeah. Well, that, that's the setup. Right. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh. No, he's a good guy. Right. He's taking care of it. We don't want to get him all psychotic. Maybe he doesn't get it, you know. But right. he Hey, Richard, know. mail the CDs yeah. out already. Yeah, mail them out, Dick. Five six seven oh five sixty. How are we doing on our pool? We got a thousand votes yet. I would be sorry. Oh, look at that! My psychic powers, baby. That means that food will be in there any minute. A thousand and one votes. Boy, I am good. Just ask me. I'll tell you. A thousand and one. And Jessica Alba and Halle Berry and Angelina—they all got a shot. They all got a big shot. That's a nice group up there. WQAM. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Uh, Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly sounds kind of silly. Okay, Jennifer Tilly, what do you say? We'll put her on there. Well, you actually, you can't say anything because the question is, who is the woman you most desire? If he wants right. Jennifer Tilly, he's entitled, okay? Right. If he wants J-Lo, then he's entitled. Hmm. Although I don't think he could probably handle an ass that big, but nevertheless, you never know. Well, it ain't the ass that's objectionable. It's all the rest. I, I think face, it starts with true. the ass, then it kind of like moves up from there yeah. and down, up and down. Five six seven oh five sixty. Well, I tell you, these last couple of days, man, it's not looking all that promising. And ordinarily, this kind of a poll, these phones be smoking, baby, right? Smoking. What's with this crowd? I think they're gone. I think once they heard the uh, trends on Friday, that was it. Well, that's that. We're done with that. 
What are we going to listen to now? We're done with that. And that scare America. They're probably going to be going off pretty soon. What, what, what do we do now? What team do we start rooting for now? What bandwagon? You know, the interesting thing is I'm a little bit tempted on this um, New York Daily News deal because they had a series of articles from this alleged um, book that Jermaine Jackson was writing, this expose. And then he goes on Larry last night, knowing that Larry would just kissy, kissy, kissy all over what he did and let him talk all the trash he wanted and denies everything. He never had any of this uh, stuff. It's all a bunch of lies. He never was going to write these things. He had an outline for a book that had nothing to do with this stuff, and yada, yada, yada. I still say, though, that if it was all a bunch of lies, wouldn't you at the very least want to ret- demand a retraction or say we're going to sue your ass? Or He didn't indicate any of those things. Absolutely. And just like everybody else, LaToya and everybody else in the family, it's always, uh, you know, say one thing and then uh, somebody gets to them. That damn faggot. I can't stand it. Right, like that, you know. So I think that those big black Muslim uh, bodyguards he's got around him all the time, I think they maybe occasionally make some of these people an offer they can't refuse. Yeah, I, think I, I could be wrong. They, very they make a good argument? Just looking at him is kind of would persuade us. WQAM, hello. Julian Barbary. Thank you. Jill, <laughs> Julian Barbaric, okay. Right. Julian Barbary. We'll put her on there. Put her on there. Eh? They, that's what he wants. Uh, he can have her. Can he have her? Oh. I don't want her. You can have her. That's what George said. That's right. Who? WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. You got uh, Vita Guerrero on the list? Venus Guerrero. No, Vita. Vita. I know what you said. Vita Guerrero, I got it. Got her? I thought it was Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah. Guerrero. Guerrero. Randy Guerrero. used to play first base for the Miami Hurricanes. Vita Guerrero. What did he call her? Guerrero. Guerrero. You better get your spit talk straight, mister, if you're going to live in South Florida. Oh, they're going to excommunicate your ass real fast. Vita Guerrero. Like Randy Garrett. I remember Randy Garrett came play, back and played the old-timers game on a Saturday when the, uh, they were playing the, the uh, Hurricane Spring game on the same day at the same time. And I got that call on Monday from Coach Smellyberger, very upset with me. Mr. Rogers, <coughs> do you have a problem with us? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I do. I said, I think if you're going to like uh, play, if you're going to like uh, compete with yourselves for attendance, it's kind of a dumb thing to do. Well, uh, if you have a problem in the future, <laughs> while he was clenching that pipe in his TV, you know Howard Smellyberger? He's do a I? real hole, is what he is. And of course, the sports nerds—they kissy kissy up to him. Yeah, I have no idea why. He's a real jerk. He's one of those sports nerds that take himself very seriously. You know, a- any guy that smokes a pipe. I don't know about you. You know who used to smoke a pipe? Who? He used to sit in the dark in the office where Dick Casper used to be before him. Uh, Luke Crone. You talk about in the dark, literally and figuratively, sitting in there clenching, smoking a pipe, you know. I'm not uh-huh. I'm really wondering what he was smoking when he came right down to it. Huh. I, no, I, I really doubt that because I know he got hysterical when I had the, the uh, bird seeds in there that day. Remember that episode you've heard of? Yes, I, that's that's funny. Talking about seeds for the seeding, I was yeah. pretending that we had a big uh, thing of pot seeds in there. And, that's uh, funny. Oh my God! And there's Tom Jicker was my guest that day. And Luke Crone comes running down the hall, and little Tommy is in the hallway and screaming, "You're going to lose our license, Neil! Oh, you're losing your mind!" Well, and, and what I had in my hand was a it was a jar, right? A glass jar with a bunch of Hertz, Hearts Mountain, not Hertz. It did hurt. Hearts Mountain bird seeds. That's, that's what was in there, and any idiot could tell by looking at it what it was, and certainly what was not. You know, uh-huh. if you can't tell the difference between bird seed and pot seeds, man, you you better uh, get on the pot or get off it. Well, there's only one way to know for sure. Yeah, I know. Man, what a what a clown! Yeah, don't the thing about guys with pipes. Well, what are they yeah. trying to prove? I smoke a pipe. WQAM, hello. Hey, Shakira. 
Oh, yeah, please. Put it on there fast. Shakira, banana? Shakira, I'm sure. Oh, Shakira. Yeah. I tell you, man, the quality of these calls, I feel like I'm getting a lard-ass Limbaugh syndrome. And I know it's not me. No, it's the phones. The phones suck. God. And, of course, how are those bulbs coming, those switches and those bulbs? I don't see anything going on, you know? A lot of verbal intercourse there, ba 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 like that. Nothing's happening. But that's okay. I don't care. Yeah, there are no I want to start again. I don't care. We have, we, we have an understanding. You know what I mean? No. We've got a meeting of the minds. WQAM, hello. Molly Ringwall. Molly Ringwall. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, blah. oh, I feel so unclean. Molly Ringworm? Is that what he said? Yeah, that's what he said. We'll put her out there. Boy, she gives me spilkies, man. I can't stand yeah, it. That's just because you're an anti-Semite. Oh, is that what it is? Molly Ringwald is Jewish? Are you kidding me? Get out of here. She's like the poster child for you're Jewish girls. You're thinking of Molly uh, Goldberg. Right. Molly Pecan, who used to make the delicious pecan pie. Oh, I do love pecan pie, man. A little uh-huh. whipped cream on it. A little, it. little too sweet. A little though, dollop. Yeah. Of, oh, it is. It's, well, you have to have like a small slice. Just a real small slice with lots of whipped cream on it, though. That's right. Mm. To cut it down. Yeah, to cut down the... Uh, the Insulin shock. Although, if you get somebody that makes it right with lots of pecans and not so much of the syrup, then it's perfect. Then but it's nobody great. makes it like that. No, you got to get it like a, some, a southern a homemade person. Southern, right? like, southern is like sickeningly sweet. You know what else? That, and I don't think I've ever had it, nor would I ever be tempted to eat it. Rhubarb pie. Oh, I've had rhubarb. My sister makes a fine rhubarb pie. Is it good? Oh, yeah. If it's done right. See, what does rhubarb, it taste like? Rhubarb itself is very sour, so when you make it right, it tastes like a sweet tart. Like, you ever have the sweet tart candies? Sure. Yeah, it tastes like that. Mm. And it's good. It's got a tang I'll to it. I'll tell you one thing. There just aren't too many foods that they've made that I don't like. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if they're like, uh, we were, oh, I don't like that. You know, like, oh, uh, like pasta, sugar. I hate that. Yeah. Sugar, oh, bread, F, sugar, me. Oh, Boy, God. Ugh. I feel like I got chocolate, uh, red, red ants. Oh, chocolate. I feel like I got scabies <laughs> when I... Will you calm down? Is the food there yet? No. Come on, Duff. Let's go. Come on. I know John DeBaker's, uh, we hope he gets better real soon. He had like some kind of a minor operation. He's fine, but... He had like a little deal. So, of course, he's leaving it up to the underlings right now. Oh, like, that uh, must be the deal. And they'll, they'll be there. If they're not there, boy, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be scandalous, Duff. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. When you're shopping for shoes, it's scandalous if you're going anywhere beside Brandy's because you're getting ripped off. You're certainly not getting the deal you're going to get at Brandy's. You're not getting the selection. And you're certainly not getting the personalized care and treatment that you get at Brandy's. They treat your feet like gold, man. They fondle them. They practically kiss them. And your feet, too. And Brandy's professional shoe fitters make sure you get a perfect customized fit every time at the right price of the top brands in the business, like Rockport, Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, New Balance, SAS, all the other top names. Brandy's even specialize in wide widths if you got big, ugly, fat feet, like a platy puss. Brandy's is worth the trip from just about any place in town, so don't forget that unbeatable combination that makes Brandy's heads and shoulders above the rest. Comfort, style, fit, value, and selection, it's always Brandy's shoes. And Brandy's you'll find at that same great location. They've been going strong for about 400 years. 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Brandy's is open daily till 9, Sundays till 5, and this week they continue with that New Balance deal. It's a great time to buy New Balance this week at Brandy's because all great men's and women's styles are 10 to 20 bucks extra off. So save a lot of cash by getting your ass in there this week or do your shoe shopping on their website at brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. A fact in the church. Let's get the a blown up car on the side of the road. You 
560 WQM. What we got there at the uh, university and uh, Broward Boulevard show? $100. Boy. Are you sure the transmitter's been on this week? That's 12,105. Well, that's really weak. Boy, you folks, I'm telling you, are really not coming through for us at all. We had that big, you know, and of course you'd expect it on the anniversary day, right? And a little stop right. over for a couple of more days. And after that, that's it. Pull the plug. I think my idea I was rambling about yesterday, I think that might be a good idea. Just kind of like wander off, never to be seen again. What, what are you chuckling about? I got a couple of bucks. Right. I don't need this crap. My God, 30 years. I mean, the, the, the town that just refuses to cut it loose, man. Cut the crap. A hundred bucks? We've been promoting this thing since 10 o'clock this morning. It shows up there 15 minutes early. And that, and that, if we can't raise money at that intersection, then just forget about the whole deal, which I tried to tell you in the first place. I begged you. Hey. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to. I don't want to. Don't look at me. I don't want to. Well, who am I supposed to look at? Who made this decision? Management. Management? What management? Nebulous, nameless management. You mean that lady, mismanagement? I'll, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, exactly, mismanagement. Oh, I'll tell well. you this. Someone who didn't have to do any work. Yeah, somebody that, that yeah, good point. Excellent point. All right. Well said. Somebody who didn't have to get involved in all the imaginations of going through didn't this. Didn't have to work on it, on put it together, talk about it, and pocket, to put sell it together. And, exactly. And, uh, sit out there and all, all the stuff. And Eric right. on the website. All these things, you know. So not get it's thanks, easy not, to talk yeah, exactly. and then just right. kind of like walk away, you know. Right. Let everybody else get the hit with a fallout. We might as well be farting into a tunnel, man, into a windstorm. Good God, a hundred bucks in like almost a half an hour? At that rate, we might do as well as we did on Flagler Street yesterday. Why well, don't apologize to all our good friends over there on Southwest 8th Street? That's right. They drop their dominoes just to come over there and buy some exactly. TVs and all they get a You did just as well as all these other uh, going right. going to do. Rush no problem. All three of their teeth to go over there and spend some money, and you're just ripping them. They probably, exactly. They probably had to uh, sell a couple of gold teeth. <laughs> or maybe one of them had probably hocked a couple of them chains. Speaking of Iraq, Iran faces consequence in nuclear disputes, says your vice president. He's going to go hunting there if they don't cut it out. Iran will not be allowed to have nuclear weapons and faces meaningful consequences if it persists in defying the international community, Dick Cheney said today. They will face meaningful consequences. Una bomba, baby. Are you threatening me? Yes. Cheney, speaking to the pro-Israel lobbying group APAC, also reaffirmed uh. that the U.S. was keeping all options on the table, including military force. Not that he was pandering to any Jews, you understand. And it's right. determination to prevent Iran from developing nuclear arms. Israel has nuclear weapons. That's good. You guys in Iran want nuclear weapons. That's bad. Uh, the uh, Indians, nuclear weapons, we're giving them whatever they want in exchange for the mangoes. Pakistan wants them. That's bad. But we sure as hell want uh, I shot Musharraf to go up there in the hills and find Osama and Mullah Omar and Al-Zawahiri and uh, Al-Zarqawi and Al-Schwartz and Al-Goldstein and all these people. But nevertheless. WQ, WQAM, hello. QAM. Happy 
anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. WQAM, hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. I got one for your poll. Okay. Machen Amick from Dream Lover. I thought it was Badchen, but I'll take it. Munchen? Okay, that's it. Munchen, Munchen. What in God's name? What language are you people speaking? Are you talking in code again? I have no idea what country she's from, but I know what he's talking about. Oh, I see. Look at that phone. I'm sitting down on the floor. I give up. I throw in the towel right now. I surrender. I'm waving the white flag. Well, the good news is... What's that? <laughs> Who's here? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Any minute that door was going to open and the food from John Baker was coming in. told you. So you can, like, lick your wounds and uh, relax now. Sit back and just shovel that down. Just like Dom DeLuise. Remember he was stirring the spaghetti sauce there in Fatso? Yes, he was. And he took that little piece of like, garlic bread uh, and he dipped it later. in there, put a little Parmesan cheese on mm -hmm. it. And all of a sudden, all those tears and he was crying. And all of a sudden, he was like smiling all yeah. for Christ's sake. He was a, a happy, chubby guy. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, Serena Williams for your poll. I'm right. All right. Thank you. You can have her. WQAM, hello. Comparing Magnolia to Crash, I'll take the frogs over the snow. Somebody <laughs> QAM, hello. Something new. Yes, sir. Come first poll for your poll today, even one that you like. Really? Macaulay Culkin. Bye. <laughs> That's more than I would have given him. Yeah. A hell of a lot more. 5670560, oh, pound 560, the Verizon and Singular Wireless Lines. Oh, my God. You pipples, man, are something else. We, we, we've we entered a new era now, in case you haven't noticed it. We, we've gone from wherever we were, which was like uh, on the southern end of purgatory, right into the uh, jaws of hell. What do we got, by the way? I think we did another break, didn't we? How much have we got? We didn't do another break yet. Oh. Well, we'll be doing one. We will. Sooner or later. I'm going to tell you, seriously, those people ought to be lined up. Shell Station on the corner of University and Broward Boulevard. That is the epicenter of where our listening audience is. That's the, the center. Yeah. There's some Jews there. There's some Goyim. There's the some ragheads. There's some dark folks coming over from Lauderhill. Coming a little too far west, if you ask me. But nevertheless, there's all kinds of peoples out there, man. And we got a hundred bucks in a half an hour. That, that just, seriously, you could, you could just shock the crap out of me with something like that. If you'd have told me that last week, I'd have said, boy, you are the most negatory human being on the face of the globe. And I would just have to hang my head in shame and say you are... Absolutely correct, sir. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. QAM. Yep. Uh, I got one for your poll. Okay. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Now, she's like, uh, you know, she's alive. I can see that. Can't you see that? She's no Venus Williams. She's no Serena Williams. She's no Venus with a... Venus. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hello, uh, Neil. I have a uh, name for the poll. It's yes. Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. What, what, what is with these phones? I, I have no idea. They all sound like they're coming apart. You folks better pay your bills. That's all I can tell you. Better pay the phone bill. I think they're like sound like they're all on the verge of getting the old disconnect. Good God. Bad phone. WQAM, hello. Go, Lisco. Go, Lisco. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Happy 30. 
Uh-huh. I, I did it with you half the time. It was a radio accident with John Moynihan, how I actually discovered you, believe it or not. Oh, really? Well, he was a radio accident. Exactly. Oh, George, you'll appreciate this. This is Pete from Red State Riot. Yo. And uh, we're going to be playing at the Legends at the Hard Rock this Friday night. There. Yeah. They're actually letting me on stage at the Hard Rock Theater this Friday night. <laughs> must be desperate. Yeah, exactly. And uh not sure what I'm going to say yet, but uh, I'll have a few things to say. So if any of you people want to see a screaming anarchist maniac at the Hard Rock this Friday, come on out, Legends Theater. Okay, good luck to you, Pally, and uh, the bill's in the mail. Uh, one of your right. friends sucking around no, for not a One of my plug. friends, political humor. I play this stuff on the air during the election time. One of your buddies. Political uh, rock and roll. Anti-Bush anti- stuff. funny as John Stewart was on no, the sorry. Oscars on Sunday. I, I said humor. It's a rock and roll. They're a band, anti-Bush band. 26 past noon at 560 WQAM with lightning quick speeds, the latest features in security. Comcast high-speed internet leaves DSL in the dust. And right now you can get on board for just nine ninety-five a month for two months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed internet is up to four times faster than DSL-1.5 and up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, Comcast Reliable Fast Connection means you'll be flying through the Internet with the greatest of ease. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet, you get instant access to free features like the fan, video mail, Comcast Rhapsody Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. Not only that, but you get McAfee security tools included, so you can be assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure. So what should you be waiting for? Start doing more faster than ever before. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today for only $9.95 a month for two months. You'll wonder how you ever manage without it. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST or in Broward, 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. God, your breasts are beautiful.
1233, here's the big number from the uh, QAM van. Yeah, I'm going to call you. Got two pieces of good news, though, while you're filling your fat faces. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Macaulay Culkin, didn't we just hear that name mentioned only milliseconds ago? Mere moments. Jobless Culkin is sulking. Ex-child star Macaulay Culkin says he's struggling to find work as a grown-up actor and that he barely talks to pal Michael Jackson. <laughs> pal. That's I don't weird. know what people want from me, Culkin25, boo-hoos in Time Magazine. I'm the most out-of-work actor I know, to which we say... All right. Excellent. The Home Alone star's biggest recent role was in a real-life courtroom when he testified as a character witness last year for Jacko, who skated free on his child molestation charges, because in L.A. they can't convict anybody. Culkin, who still looks as pale and slim as he did in his heyday, as Mias, says he's talked only once to Jackson since the pop star fled to the Middle East after his acquittal to Bahrain. He's a friend, but the kind of friend you talk to twice a year, Culkin said. With little work in Hollywood, Culkin has written a semi-autobiographical novel, Junior, which is due to come out later this month. Oh, my God. Junior. Grab my Junior, honey. Wow. Culkin was dating that 70s show actress Mila Kunis. Do you know who that is? Yes. What does she look like? The, the, uh, the little brunette, not the redhead. Since you've seen you, that show. Like I watched that show? You watched it long enough to uh, notice that Fez is a screaming faggot. Right, and that uh, well, Acting Coochie Coo is on here, who's getting uglier and more annoying by the minute. There are two girls. You saw that part, right? She's the brunette. I didn't pay any attention. All right, I didn't. Well, that makes sense. Well, but is she cute? Yes. And she's dating him? What, what do you know? Oh, my God. Macaulay Sulkin admits his sputtering career in the stream of consciousness tone of the book might spark even more whispers about him. Well, what, what does that mean? I've led a very isolated existence since I was six. He said, it's kind of been me and my mind. I hope people don't think I'm crazy because I'm not. Maybe it was all that diddling in bed with Michael. Maybe that's what like affected his mind. Or something that rhymes with mind, like B. Well, oh, and here's some more good news. So we don't have no report from Miguel? We just got 250. Well, that's starting to move up a little bit. That's not spectacular. But Slowly but surely. What? Slowly but surely. So that's, uh, don't call me Shirley, 230, 12,230. We'll do 1,000 today. Good. You don't think? I think we can. You got a shot. I mean, we're going to be there till 2 o'clock. Right. And then, of course, Josh is going to do a real big number tonight at uh, Smoky Bones. I mean, Bernie Coe's our steakhouse. Aren't you? Going to do at least four or 500? Oh, yeah. Well, now, why do you say it like that? What kind of crowd shows up for those deals every week? You know. No, I don't know that. The, dining, that be... the, the, the silent dining crowd. Of course, we have a broadcast going on in there. Right. Yeah, the sports crowd, I would imagine. Well, it's a well, nice place. Another, in other words, the hurricane crowd, which is certainly not my people. Oh, God. Hate me like poison. You, you won't do 40 bucks. You'll, you'll be, you want to go back to Smokey Joe Bones again. Why, why did you get me into this? That, that's all I would like why, to know. Why did I why get you into did this? I get sucked into this in the first place? I said, please. I no, dragged my heels as hard until they fled. All right? Oh, my God. And I told everyone who was approaching me with the desire to do something. No. I said, 
No, leave me no, out no. of it. If no, you, if you no, plan no. to go down this path, leave me out of it. Mm. I don't need to go through another thankless exercise. Thank you very no, because much. Because it's a lot of, uh, and it's not really interesting listening for people listening in to hear me begging and pleading and squeezing and cajoling and trying to get somebody to show up and give us some money, which they just don't care. It's a cheap-ass place. It always has been. It always will be. And, you know, they got us all whipped up with a phony enthusiasm there because of that 30th anniversary thing last uh, week for the last uh, couple of days. And now you see all the way around, it's like, uh, you know, that's it. Like, don't look for us for anymore because we, we shut our deal. That's it. Forget about it. Anyway, here's the other good news while you're eating. Just enjoy lunch. Don't worry about it. We'll do the best we can. That's all we can do. You know, just like the show, we'll do the best we can. You know, I mean, what else is new? So the calls suck, and all of a sudden they've uh, reduced to a very, uh, the Internet, the website, uh, on the other hand, is going crazy. So it goes to show you, it's the yin and the yank. Not everything is going to be sensational. Last few days, uh, for whatever reason, uh, the website is going nuts. Maybe they're all reading a loose change on their parts one and two, you think? That could be. And watch it, too. Because they're sure not on their uh, giving money to abandoned pet rescue by the zillions. That's for damn sure. That's for dang sure. Harris circling the wagons consultant says Senate hopeful cancels weekend appearance. Oh, oh is he playing? Is he playing? Catherine Harris, she's in deep doo doo, baby. It's up to her armpits. Already trying to avoid the media, Longbow Key Republican Catherine Harris is now canceling campaign stops in the southwest Florida as questions swim about her ties to Washington, D.C. defense contractor, the center of an ongoing national bribery scandal. Harris, who is running for the U.S. Senate, abruptly canceled a stop in Charlotte County on Saturday and four other events planned for Lee and Condor counties were removed from her campaign website. It's another sign that Harris's struggling campaign is now in full crisis mode. Oh! Political consultants say that China... See, actually, that's bad news because I'd love her to be the Republican candidate, but unfortunately, it don't look that way. I mean, she, she, they, could, they could beat her uh, without even showing up. Yep. Political consultants say that shying away from the public right now is a bad strategy. She can't hide and expect this to go away, said David Johnson, a Republican political consultant. Looks like her campaign is circling the wagons. Branded-based political consultant Mark Proctor, that's Brandon where Josh used to live. Mark Proctor, who's a proctologist, said he advises clients to hold court early with the media to avoid a story dragging on for weeks and as with Harris. The longer the story goes on, the more likely it is for voters to remember the issue come Election Day, he said. The company's owner admitted in federal court, MZM, that he gave $32,000 in legal campaign donations to Harris. Well, we had that story the other day. But there's the good news, okay? Catherine Harris has fallen on hard times. And wait till she gets on that plane again. Look out. Just like Joyce, you know. Next time you start your car, Joyce, I'd be real careful. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. 250 my ass. We've got 12230 bucks. See, with me, one, it's, it's not one of those things where I can just, like, uh, ignore it, you know. I don't. Once you get me involved in it, I try to, like, uh, get, get involved. Try to, like, uh, get to really do a job, you know? Right. We're doing a job, all right. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I, I just got uh, out of a meeting, so if you already heard about this, I apologize. Um, but a little spy report, your uh, nominal, I'm very, I guess it's a very nominal competition, Sid uh, Rosenberg, I don't know if you heard he called in to the Ron and Fez show yesterday on XM. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty funny. He was uh, begging Ron Bennington for a $5,000 loan, uh, saying he had to work for a buck seventy-five and a grilled cheese sandwich down here in Miami. 
mm-hmm. and basically bemoaning his fact that he was stuck down here and he was begging for a gig on XM. Um, <laughs> I have I have a copy of it as an MP3 file if you guys want it. No, no, no I don't want to get depressed. Oh, okay. It was just pretty funny, and, and Bennington inferred later that he wasn't going to make the loan because it would wind up uh, wind up his nose. Let me just put it that way. It's so, so uh, embarrassingly true. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's the good news, Pally. Oh, poor Sid. He won't be around too long. Sid the kid. You know, he. I'm sure he realizes what uh, side of the street he's on. It's not this side. That really put them over the top, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty and they variety. You know what I'm going to do from now on? There, there's no up. point to this. And it was my bad. This list was from uh, what the hell was it again? Askmen.com. All I had to do, and I, I didn't see that. I missed that because they only list in this story. They only list the top ten. So I, I used those top ten. I added a few of my own, then you added a couple. Right. And that, that's what we started with. And then we're letting these people call in with again building the poll with stupid ass names. Uh, I, well, all I had to do. Was click the askman.com and they had the top hundred. Ah, and I could have, you know, Eric can uh, paste and cut and uh, slap and squeeze, and he could have done that, and then we wouldn't have had to waste time with this. Yeah, but then what would the callers call up about? Oh, there wouldn't be any. Eighteen to one at five sixty. WC, are you starting to get the drift of where I'm no, going? No, 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 I was being sarcastic. Oh, it's maybe. just, it's just uh, the whole thing, you know. Just amazing. It's South Florida. I keep forgetting, you know, out of out of sight, out of mind, out of touch, like Tom Jicker would say, out of touch. And my response, Tom, is touch this. Hey, you all know the name by now, Dry Concepts. I've used them for over 21 years in my homes. They're the best carpet cleaning company in the world. So before you go out and spend thousands to replace your carpeting, give Dry Concepts a call. You'll be amazed at the way they can bring those carpets back to life, looking just like brand new. When they finish doing their fantastic job for you, they leave your carpets vibrant in color, soft to the touch, and stain-free. Dry Concepts is the only company I would call, the only one you ought to be working with, too. I'm sure you already know it, but just in case you don't, Dry Concepts also specialize in drapery cleaning, upholstery cleaning, deep cleaning of your expensive leather furniture, and lots more. And they give you a written, guaranteed price before they start doing the job. And without a doubt, one of the best things you can do for Oriental or area rugs is to use a quality underlayment. It's essential for, it sounds like something religious, it's essential for extending the life and beauty of your area. Rugged provides critical cushioning and prevents skidding and hard floors, too. During the month of March, call Rock Concepts and get 15% in savings on all underlayment padding. Rock Concepts, always professional, always on time. Carpet cleaning, water damage restoration, pet odor treatments, mattress cleaning, and lots more. Call the best, trust the best, Rock Concepts. Call them tool-free in Dave Broward and the Palm Beaches, 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071 or on the Wicked Web, dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Now, you've seen Jay-Z perform on the Grammys with Paul McCartney. And now... The Hova comes out of retirement. Yeah, 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 yeah. To duet with all the legends. Oh, 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 oh. JC. Oh, 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 oh. You've never heard more beautiful duets than these. Yeah, 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 yeah. JC. Duetting with the legend. Yeah, while it's hot, y'all. 1247 at QM. I bet you here's the big number coming up right now. Oh, any minute now, I'm sure. Well, you yeah. got to, you know, account for the delay, so at least, uh, you know, allow 30 seconds uh, 
Well, I thought he was. Delivery. It says on here, or it doesn't say it on this one. All the other ones it always said on the bottom. After every commercial break, he's going to be calling in Miguel. Right with the, after. Right. So. Maybe he's so, getting swarmed with people. That's it. Right Maybe now. he's so busy selling he's discs right now red ants? that he doesn't have a chance to call. Wait till you hear this. You know, the Americans ought to be riding. What are they worried about? They're worried about uh, it's hard out there for a pimp. Yeah. Back to. Oh, no, listen. Uh, play it. I like it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Next time. Bechtel contractor based in Dubai gets lucrative U.S. security contracts from a raw story, no less. A nice. British security firm headquartered in Dubai has won lucrative contracts for U.S. security in Iraq and the United States, providing security in the wake of Hurricane Katrina and training Iraqi port security officers under the Coalition Provisional Authority. Raw story has founded the firm, the Olive Group. Well, I wonder if they're kin to the Olive Garden is largely comprised of ex-British intelligence officers. While a British company, its main headquarters are in Dubai, the United Arab Emirates city that caused a stir when it was revealed that the Emirates were set to take over control of 21 U.S. ports, Olive was founded in 2001. The revelation that a Dubai-based firm provides security consulting for myriad U.S. operations at home and abroad shows the increasing tendency of the U.S. government to privatize security efforts. It comes on the same day that the Fudge Report discovered that a foreign company handles security at an Indianapolis airport. Uh, oh, yeah, let's let the ragheads uh, uh, handle security at the airport. The fudge report. How do you like that? Uh, oh, he's going to get a lashing, I guarantee you that. A tongue lashing? That well, wouldn't be the first one. $400, by the way. Well, that's uh, a little, uh, huh? We got a shot at 1000 yeah, yeah, It all adds one up. One big splotch, 12405 I'd be happy with 1000 wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be happy with 1000 Maybe I'll make that 1000 for you tomorrow at Woodbine. All right. Put it in a little envelope and send it right on up. Now, just don't put your losings in there. No, I'm going to put. Uh, I'm just going to send you an empty envelope, and you can reimburse me for my losings. <laughs> yeah. Olive's consulting in Iraq is underwritten by U.S. taxpayers under an umbrella contract awarded to Bechtel. Oh my God! It has won three major contracts from Bechtel since the invasion in 2003. A recent estimate suggests the U.S. spends two billion dollars a year on private security services in Iraq. Olive has scored at least 100 million when the study was published in 2004. Olive came under scrutiny in 2003 after it emerged that the co-owner's father, Tony Allum, visited Washington to meet with Bechtel leaders as an envoy of Iraq Industry Working Group, an arm of the British government. Allum and his son denying the contracts awarded due to favoritism. Right. Right. Under another U.S. Bechtel deal, Olive provided security in Mississippi for travel trailers and mobile homes in the wake of Katrina. Ross story is found the firm also provided training for guards who guard Iraq's ports. The Iraq Port Authority, the IPA, has approximately 130 Iraqis, local and occupied security positions at the port, a 2004 press release from the Coalition Provisional Authority declared. And it goes on, yada, yada. Well, there you go. All your money, man, is being siphoned to the same bunch of crooks, the same bunch of folks who are in bed with Bush and Cheney and all of these, and Bush won, all of these gangsters. The international and, and public is just sitting back like that. It's good. Because, uh-huh. you know, it's hard out there for a pimp. I read a lot of this we can play, by the way. Well, you know, I noticed right after the beginning, it was the first bleep when they played that. Okay. Yeah, that's about as when far they as we did the, uh, Yeah, they the the Right from the get-go. Uh-huh. 1,109 votes on the poll. We're kicking ass on the poll. we got 400 out there. That's not so bad. Why, are you getting, why is Josh getting so depressed about that? I don't know, because he just he wants to do well all the time. Is that what it is? That's, that's it. exactly what he it is. He has high standards. Well, and that, if that's the case, then you better come up with at least 400 bucks tonight over there at the Bernie Kosar's uh, uh, Smoky Bone. Better <laughs> than me, that other check, then. <laughs> he already did. I guess his check no, didn't I did. hit there. No, I, I, got, got I got it yesterday. I didn't hear no thank you. 
Yeah. By the way, thank you, jackass. <laughs> well, what? Yeah, you see, this, this, no, this you were in here on this it. morning. Choke you know on it. Choke on that lunch, okay? That's oh, George dying. Oh. Good. Although you're not the one that should be choking. He should be gagging. My God. The way I take care of people and what do I get in response? Like that, you know. And then he's going to tell me Dave Van Boring was great. Just, just to rub salt in the wound. Well, you better not uh, bend your uh, br- bend your bridges with those guys. You know they might want you back. That's right. I doubt it. Especially after all the great food you got them. Who is the woman you most desire? You want her. Eleven oh nine. Jessica. Well, we left Oprah off the list. Jessica. Although I think we said women. Jessica Alba one sixty. Halle Berry one forty three. Angelina Jolie one thirty one. Charlize Theron one hundred and four. How about uh, Ryan Philippe? Oh, that lady, the woman who said, I want him. Scarlett, although, what's that show on tonight? It's the uh, Supernatural. Right. Sam and Dean. Mm. Just save Sam and Dean for this old queen. Scarlett Johansson, 97. None. I'm a straight female, 57. 5.1%. See that? You guys just don't realize when we're, like, kicking serious, big, fat, smelly, hairy ass. God. 5%. When's the last time we had 5% of this audience women? If they would just put it down in the damn diary, we'd kick some big ass. No well, kidding. you know, you never sent me the person's 2554 from the last trend. That's what really counts, because you can see what the mail number is. I never like got a... that. What? They never gave it to me. Well, you better start bitching out that clearance. I thought we had an understanding. I'll go uh, run it down. Person's 2554. That, just uh, in our day part. I don't give a crap about the other. They don't care about us. We don't care about them. Just take the money to the bank, Hank, and the mad dog. That's it. And uh, Curtis. Straight female, 57. Natalie Portman, 51. Eva Longoria, 44. No, none. I'm gay, 43. I don't know what one no woman. I hate this pool, 43. Britney Spears, 39. Look at that. She has fallen bad, 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 especially since people found out she was, she was doing that uh, grotesque redneck. That thing. Oh, my God. I don't think he's even got no thing. Jessica Beale, 37. Uh, Adriana Lima, 27. Jennifer Conley, 21, if you ask me. She ought to do better than that. Pamela Anderson, 15. Jenna Jameson, 14. Well, at least she's ahead of her. Selma Hayek, 13. Maria Menounos has got a dozen. Sandra Bullock, 9. See, to me, Sandra Bullock, I don't think she's sexy. She's cute. But she's a sweetheart. Yeah, but cute. She's a lady. Uh, Stand up when she enters the room kind of a lady. Although she yeah, did have yeah, a potty right. mouth in that movie. Not the kind of lady you expect you're just going to hop on her bones. Right, about. pulling her hair and spanking her. Right. Jessica Simpson ate all those day. Maybe that's why she fell down the stairs. God was punishing her because she just, uh, you know, uh-huh. doesn't play the game that way. Paris Hilton ate. Paris Hilton's got eight. Eight guys in this audience want Paris Hilton. Guess what? You can have her. Yeah. We'll put her, we'll, we'll put her in a, a crypt and send her right to your house right now for you to have your way with. Sienna Miller, seven. Shakira, six. God, I love Shakira. She's great. Giselle Bunchkin has got four. Is that Bunchin or Munchin? Jennifer Tilly, three. Just don't say it. Terry Hatcher, two. Vita Gatta has got two. Gara. Gabriella Union has got two. Tyra Banks, two. Michelle Pfeiffer's got a pair. That uh, straight lady who pretended to be straight called before that dyke. Amory, two. Janet Jackson, one. Serena Williams, one. Jillian Barbary's got one. That's sad. Naomi Watts has got one. Pam Greer, one. Eva LaRue, one. Molly Ringwald and Michelle Rodriguez, and rightfully so, both have got the big. Oh! Wow. 
Do I have time to read this editorial from the New York Times, Mr. Bush's Asian road, road well, trip? How long yeah, is I it? do. All right. Short. Editorial from today's New York Times. There's a lot of good a president can do on a visit to another country, negotiate treaties that enhance American security, shore up a shaky alliance, generate goodwill in important parts of the world. Unfortunately, President Bush didn't do any of those good things and has just completed a visit to Pakistan and India and may have done some real harm. The spectacularly misconceived trip may have inflicted serious damage to American goals in two vital areas, namely mobilizing international diplomacy against the spread of nuclear weapons and encouraging Pakistan to take more effective action against the Taliban and al-Qaeda fighters operating from its territory. The nuclear deal that Mr. Bush concluded with India threatens to blast a bomb-sized loophole through the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. It would have been bad enough on its own and disastrously ill-timed because it undercuts some of the most powerful arguments Washington can make to try to galvanize international opposition to Iran's nuclear adventurism. But the most immediate damage was done on Mr. Bush's next stop, Pakistan. Washington is trying to persuade General Pervert Musharraf, the Pakistani military dictator, to defy nationalist and Islamic objections and move more aggressively against Pakistani-based terrorists. This is no small issue because both Osama Yamama and the Taliban leader Mullah Omar are now believed to operate from Pakistani soil. But sticking Mr. Musharraf with the unwelcome task of explaining to Pakistanis why his friend and ally Mr. Bush had granted favorable nuclear terms to Pakistan's arch-rival India while withholding them from Pakistan, left him less likely to do Washington any special and politically unpopular favors on the terrorism front. It's just baffling why Mr. Bush traveled halfway around the world to stand right next to one of his most important allies against terrorists and embarrass him. India and Pakistan are military rivals that have fought each other repeatedly. They hate each other like poison. They both developed nuclear weapons outside the Non-Proliferation Treaty, which both refused to sign. When India exploded its first acknowledged nuclear weapon eight years ago, Pakistan felt obliged to follow suit within weeks. So when Mr. Bush agreed to carve out an exception to global non-proliferation rules for India, it should have been obvious that Pakistani opinion would demand the same privileged treatment and that Mr. Musharraf would be embarrassed by Mr. Bush's explicit refusal to provide it. Mr. Bush was right to say no to Pakistan. It would be an unthinkably bad idea to grant a loophole to a country whose top nuclear scientists helped transfer nuclear technology to leading rogue states. Granting India a loophole that damages a vital treaty and lets New Delhi accelerate production of nuclear bombs makes no sense either. Mr. Bush should have just stayed home. But you know something? Then we never would have had those mangoes. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Hello, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. What did Kevin say when she heard the news about Miss Jolie? Was she upset, sad, and crying? Did she act like a banshee? Did she swear? Does she care that Brad put that baby there? Did she get the heebie-jeebie? Did she call her best friend Phoebe? Is she mad as a brat for becoming a new dad? Or secretly is she glad that he's gone? Now that the news is out, it's time to scream and shout that she's happy. Now that she has been spun, will she bow here and now that she'll get even somehow? Will she finally say Angelina is a man-stealing cow? Will Jen sing about their plane sitting down with Larry King? Will she say that Brad was stinky and a tiny little winky? Like the blur for Jennifer, cause how happy they both were. I told them home-wrecking went change the plan. Life was a fairy tale, now her house is for sale. She's got a twitch from the switch. They threw her marriage in a ditch. Life's a bitch, cause that twitch took her man. 
Yeah, here's the facts, and rightfully so. How come Jennifer Aniston's not on the pool, huh? Is she chopped liver or something? Yeah, kind of. Poor Jennifer Aniston. Come on, get her on there right away. Somebody wants Jen. They want her on there. Oh, and the CNN just discovered that Barry Bonds, there's a new book coming out. Authors allege that Bonds used steroids for at least five seasons. There's your hero, Josh. Your hero who claims he was just smearing it. Isn't that what he said? He just uh, was smearing it? That's why he kept creaming the ball? I'm sure he was. He was smearing that cream. He didn't want to say where. Rectum. Yeah. Steroids. Oh, there's your girlfriend. Kira Phillips. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'd like to get an old baseball bat with a rusty nail. called for the restarting of cycles when he felt his energy and power start to drop. If Anderson, his trainer, told Bonds he was not due for another cycle, the authors write Bones, or Bonds, rather. Bones. 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 See, she's been listening. Bones. It sounds like, according to what we're reading and seeing, this was a, a hardcore addiction. Uh, that's true. I mean, according to the, the reporting by the author... There's Tom Verducci. He's going to give you the Verducci from Sports Illustrated. Enhancing drugs. The author's name at least 10 different substances that Bonds has used, and as you mentioned, in varying degrees and varying forms. Uh, some he injected himself, according to the authors, some injected by his trainer, according to the authors, and oh my God. some in pill form, liquid form, and lotion form, cream form. Aha! Uh -huh. Did you hear that? I heard it. In lotion form. That's what you've been waiting to hear. That's the important part, Barry. It puts the lotion in the basket. Right. And the or, important or thing is it. we got five bills. Oh, there you go. See? So, in other words, we're halfway home. We need another 500 right. by we got another 2 o'clock. we got another hour to go. And, of course, now we got some momentum. we got 12505 I want to at least get to 13000 by 2 o'clock. Is that an unreasonable expectation? Of course yes. not. It is? I thought you said 1000 earlier. No, I'm not talking about for the oh, day. Oh, the total. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking Sorry. about for the total. It's going heart attack four, over here. That's just another 495 bucks. So we can do that. Let's see. Here's a fax from Russ, who is so chronic. Let's see. Where are all the gorgeous Russian athletes? He's got a point. Surprised that Anna Kornaholia is not on Let's get her on there right away. Look, they're not on there because nobody's calling in and saying them. Right, Russ. That's what you're there for. And we haven't had enough calls here to fill a teacup with, okay? God. Also, oh, Maria Sharapova, come on. I saw her the other day for about four seconds. She's Mias. She's but no, he says. She's no Anna, but I'll take her. Maria Sharapova, that's yeah. the one he wants the most, Russ. Okay, you can have her. Put her on there. Maria Anna Kornaholia and Maria Sharapova. Now, now, speaking of lesbians, I mean, Frederick, Maryland. Hood College is reviewing its homecoming rules after a lesbian was crowned king, a college official said. Oh, my God. This is kind of like a, uh, that, was, that, was, <laughs> special. that was special. I thought we had like an echo. I thought we had a verb like the wow. WABC jingle. Are we in church all of a sudden? Nice Herb Oscar Anderson. It's, uh, geez. That was fantastic. I mean, that was uh, simultaneous uh, yes, it was. whatever. Great psychic moment. Well, this is a twist on the usual thing where the guys want to be the homecoming queen. Right. And I've known plenty of those. But this is the other way around. Jennifer Jones, the 21-year-old senior who beat out three men for the honor of uh, crown, king, crown king, said the crowning was a positive step for the private liberal arts college, Hood College. And she don't even live in the hood. It is cool that Hood allows people to be themselves, Jones told the Frederick News Post, Frederick, Maryland. If people don't want me to be king, they wouldn't have nominated me and voted for me. And then she'll tell you. they got a clip on here on CNN why it's good to be the king. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Not that king. Oh. Jones of Newark, Delaware, received 64 out of the 169 votes cast for king last month. More than two weeks after Jones was crowned, criticism and praise were still ripping through the 2,100 student campus in Western Maryland. She's not a man, said Singleton Newman, a 22-year-old senior who was nominated for queen. It's a gender issue, and she's a woman. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Santo Provenzano. I wonder if he's kin to Pat Provenzano from uh, Papado, uh, from uh, Batavia Downs. Santo Provenzano, 21, who competed for the Kings, said Jones' selection made the event seem like a joke. It discourages guys from wanting to take part in the future, he said. Donald Miller, Hood's student activities director, said all homecoming events will be reviewed and possibly changed. We'll look at what students want Hood's homecoming to be, he said. It was only the second annual homecoming for the school. Men started attending Hood in 71, but the school didn't become fully co-ed until 2003 when men were first permitted to live on campus for the first time. Jones tried to run for homecoming Prince last year, but a student committee wouldn't let her on the ballot, even though she had gathered the required number of signatures on nominating petitions. Miller said a rule change this year abolished the petitions that required the candidates be nominated by student ballots. Well, I'll guarantee you that Jennifer is more manly than most of those wimpy guys on that campus. Wouldn't you think? I'm sure. A manly She's man. not a member of the heterosexual persuasion. A masculine child. Anyway, we got, uh, so we got 500, huh? Yes. Pretty disappointing when you come right down to it. I'm, really, I, I'm just naive. I'm just stupid. That's my problem. Just like Mo used to say, stupid. You, me, Josh, we're all stupid. A lot of us. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Yeah. I just got to turn my radio down. Uh, congratulations on 30 years. I don't know how you're doing. Great, great. I love you, man. Uh, I, I guess you, you probably know that uh, Dick was in town yesterday. Yes. And they shut down 95 and all the exits and all. Yeah, of Get on and off. Have they ever done that before? Do you, do you know? They do it all the time. They do when Clinton used to come in, when Bush comes in. Come on, do they do that all the time? Yeah, honest. Why, why is he asking me something like that? When anybody important, like when Alfred E. Newman, I mean, uh, uh, Bush Jr. comes in. Anybody. When your fat-ass governor comes in. I don't know if they do it for him, do they? I don't know what they do. I don't want to know what they do. I think they ought to roll out the barrel, and I think he ought to go over Niagara Falls in it. Roll out the barrel for fat-ass Jeb, a real gangster and crook if there ever was one, with that dysfunctional family. How about that story, by the way, about Neil Bush getting funding for that uh, school scam uh, program he's got going from the UAE? Uh -huh. From the UEA? Gee, I'm so surprised. No. Yeah. What a revelation, huh? Even in the Bible, there ain't no revelations like that. Birds of a feather are crooks together, make no mistake about it. And, of course, this is a $7 billion deal they're messing with. So one day, your president That's didn't know right. anything about it, and then the next day, he's threatening DeVito if anybody tries to block it. How do you, you like that? up all my plans. Boy, he, he sure is a quick, uh, uh, yeah. a, a quick learner, ain't he? He's a quick study. My God. Look at that. Lung cancer kills more women than breast cancer. And poor Dana Reed, she never even smoked. She was not a smoker. I'll bet you it's that secondhand smoke. Remember what I told you about mm -hmm. Falls View Casino in Niagara Falls? Oh, yeah. Love that place. But, man, I can't wait till they stop, they stop the smoking in there. Oh, brother. All you faggot smokers out there, why, why do you have to like, keep blowing the smoke in everybody else's face? And not only that, but they, when they're just holding it, when they're not puffing uh -huh. on it and the cigarette, too, oh, yeah. uh, they, they always leave it at that angle, you know, So that, and they watch. They, out of the corner uh -huh. of their eye, they're watching just to make sure that smoke is wafting up right in your face. Right in your eye. That, yeah, your eyes are burning, man. It's burning. You're tearing up. Anyway, that's probably because you're losing your ass. The woman you most desire, we got a real, we got a horse race going. I think it might even be a four-way, which I'm sure you'd like to see that. 
1,159 votes. Jessica Alba, 165. Halle Berry, 148. Angelina Jolie, 134. And Charlize Theron, 109. Who wouldn't want to see that? Scarlett Johansson, 97. She's starting to make her move. None. I'm a straight female, 58. 5% even. That is, that, that's a blessing. A blessing. Natalie Portman, 51. None. I'm gay, 46. 3.9. Eva Longoria, 45. I hate this poll, 44. Britney Spears, 40. Now, now, doesn't that interest you that the gay male is only 3.9% of this audience? Well, like I said, when you've taken what? those polls before, they come out to about 10% or more. But I think that instead of choosing that option, they're actually voting for something. No, no. The question is, what, what woman do you most desire? Wow. Gay males desire these women? Get out of here. We're not asking who's the most beautiful. Then You're I right. can understand that. You're who do right. you desire? Who do you want to get it on with, baby? Who do you want to wake up in the morning next to sniffing? We desire. Yeah. Anyway, I hate this poll's got uh, 44. Wait, at least somebody out. Yeah, even Longoria, 45. I hate this poll, 44. Britney Spears, 40. 40 guys still, uh, they would still overlook all the other crap. Jessica Biel, 38. Adriana Lima, so I just give her a good shower. Oh, and I noticed that Dial is now advertising the new men's body wash that's like real manly and yada, yada, yada. And they show a bar of soap next to a Dial for men, but then it's the Dial body wash for men. Sure. To try to get to the crowd of you pansies out there who still are too insecure. To Nobody uses soap no more. Don't you get it? Nobody uses soap unless they want to drop it. Jessica Beale, 38. Indiana Lama, 27. Jennifer Connelly, 24. Pamela Anderson, 15. Selma Hayek, 14. Jenna Jameson, only 14. Now, that's shocking. Oh, and maybe the reason they don't want her is because uh, they feel she's well-used, well-worn. Uh, to say the <laughs> least. <laughs> yeah. Jessica Simpson, 12. Maria Menounos, 12. Sandra Bullock. Poor Sandra. She fell down them stairs. Oh, and by the way, if I can just say that wise ass that called before the play was very clever. I never said that I like Crash as much as Magnolia. I said it was reminiscent, the, the story and the style of the way the movie was done. It was reminiscent of Magnolia. I never said it was as good as Magnolia. I liked it as much as Magnolia, which I don't. Magnolia is like a, a classic. It's a masterpiece. <coughs> Crash is very good, but not, I don't put it in that category. You do, obviously. That's yeah, right I think it's a masterpiece. Oh. And Magnolia, well, well it is. Huh? fell just short. <laughs> Sorry. I, th I think it fell about two frogs short. Okay, yeah, we need more frogs. Paris Hilton, nine. She's tied with Sandra Bullock. I mean, that's pretty sad. Sandra ought to be PO'd about that. Sienna Miller, eight. Shakira, seven. I keep forgetting to play my Shakira stuff. Vita Gallagher's got five. Jennifer Tilly, four. Tyra Banks, four. Giselle Bunchen's got four. Terry uh, Hatcher, three. Uh, who else? Pam Greer, three. Gabrielle Union, two. Michelle Pfeiffer, two. Amory, two. I thought that's something that you had that motor oil. We said that the yeah, other Emily. Janet Jackson, one. Serena Williams, one. Jillian Barbary, one. Naomi Watts, one. Eva LaRue won, and none for Maria Sharapova. We just put her on there. Anna Kornohoya, Jennifer Aniston, Molly Ringwald, and Michelle Rodriguez. Molly Ringwald had to be a joke, didn't it? Yeah, I'm sure. She's all Doesn't right. she a ringworm? No. Or at the very least, ring around the collar. She's just a ginger. I see. Who am I thinking of uh, that's married to, um, not Patrick Swayze, Kurt Russell? What about him? Who's married to Kurt Russell? Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm not saying that guys want Goldie Hawn. I'm uh, she's a little long in the tooth. Take her over her daughter, though. Who's your daughter? Kate Hudson. Oh, are you picking on poor Kate Hudson? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Now and forever. Come on. How about Kate Moss? Okay. I can't even see her no more. 
Kate Hudson, man. She's a member of the clan now, Kate Hudson. She's a member <laughs> of the uh, group. She's in. She's been initiated. I don't think the way that some people are thinking, but she's been initiated. Well, that's too bad. 113 at 560 WQAM. Beach Ford has gone mad. It's madness in March, and it's going on right now, and all during the month of March at Beach Ford. They just missed having a record month last month, so they plan to break that record this month. Right now, extended cab Ford 150s are as low as 249 bucks a month, with just 995 bucks down, plus fees with approved credit and 39-month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you must be mad. You must be a crazy person if you don't take advantage of rebates and discounts of up to $10,000 on all new and used vehicles. If you're not in the market for a new car but know somebody who is, send them into Beach Ford. If they take delivery in March, Beach Ford will send you 200 bucks in cash. That money comes from their advertising budget, so they're not going to jack up your friend's price to get the 200 bucks back. Don't miss out on this once-a-year event. Beach Ford Madness in March going on right as I speak. Extended Camp Ford 150s as low as just 249 bucks a month. Discounts and rebates up to 10 grand and 200 bucks in cash just for referring a friend. Set them on by. So hurry in. Beach Ford is two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street and West Dixie Highway. Guaranteed. I'll bet your life on it. You'll love your Beach Ford experience. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Oh! God. Where is Natalie? Kidnapped? Drowned? Murdered? Tonight is the very first time you're hearing an in-depth account from the main suspect. You're on Vandersloot. You were the last person to be with Natalie. Um, yes, doesn't put you in a good position. Maybe, you know, it's time to go to the police and tell them exactly what happened. Are you ready to tell the truth? Yeah. Something happened to her. Did you harm Natalie Holloway? Yes. A lot. Did you kill Natalie Holloway? Yes, I did it. Natalie is gone. Why would you do that? Um, the sexual predator and the soul. When prime time continues. Do you remember the last time you saw her? Yeah, the last time I saw her, she was swimming with sharks. Next. 119. So I guess uh, Clarence came running in here with these uh, midday uh, 10 to 3. Uh, that is correct. I asked him and he uh, brought him right over. Thanks, Clarence. And you see, even though this is a precipitous drop, which we knew that QM got screwed all the yes. way around, just like all the other no-speaking English uh, stations, uh, it's really not as bad as you think. No. Explain how. Because that 2-7... Uh, you double it and you subtract maybe two, three tenths of a point. Right. It's got like a five something. Carry the one. Carry the one. and the, no, Divide it, by it's, pi. It's not so bad. Could be worse. Not much, but it could be a little bit worse. Okay. California. Now, here's something that everybody's going to sit up, something that the whole audience can sink their teeth into. California Supreme Court rules on oral sex. Oh, my God. I'm waiting. California justices overturned state law requiring adults 21 years or older who are convicted of having oral sex with 16 and 17-year-olds to automatically register as a sex offender for life. They overturned that law. The California Supreme Court ruling, 6 to 1, said the law first adopted in 1947 was unconstitutional. The majority said the law was too harsh or unfair because adults 21 or older who are convicted of having sex with minors ages 16 and 17 are not automatically required to register as sex offenders. Justices pointed out that lawmakers declined to treat both categories of offenders equally three times in the last ten years. The court noted that because the law did not treat the two categories of sex offenders similarly, the law violated both state and federal equal protection rights. 
Mandatory lifetime registration of all persons who like defendant here were convicted of voluntary oral copulation with a minor of the age of 16 or 17, but not of someone convicted of voluntary sexual intercourse with a minor of the same age, violates the Equal Protection Clause of the Federal and State Constitutions, Justice Joyce Kennard wrote for the majority. Joyce. Uh-huh. That's the Joyce we need, not the Joyce we got. Adults who have sexual activity with children under 16 are required to register. The state maintains a public database with personal information of registered sex offenders. The justice has, however, left intact a provision granting judge, uh, trial judges the discretion to demand registration for both categories of adult sex offenders, those that have oral sex or intercourse with minors ages 16 and 17. How do you like that? I wonder if that oral right. arguments on that. How are we doing out there, by the way? 600. Now we're plugging along, plugging along, 12,605. We need another 395 in 40 minutes. It's unlikely, I guess, the way it's going, huh? Like we're doing about a hundred bucks every ten minutes. Well, so who knows? Maybe we'll get that. a big. That would push, do it, huh? Right? Maybe we'll get a big spurt all at once. I doubt it. I just don't think so. I don't have that feeling. Let's see. Monica Bellucci, Bruce says I would wake up. I, oh, I would sell both nuts to wake up with her uh, next to me on the. Oh, there, there you go, Bruce. Monica Bellucci, you got it. I got it. He's great. Miguel is with the QM van right now. From now till two o'clock, another thirty-eight minutes. At the corner of University Drive and Broward Boulevard, one of the really busy intersections in uh, Broward County, one of the hubs of our audience in uh, South Florida. And so far, we've got what? 600? Yeah. Well, that's not like terrible. I mean, the way you say it, like you're going to commit suicide or something over it. Not me. You think that's really bad? No, I think that's okay. We had a slow start. I have no idea why. That's why Miguel got there early, assuming they'd be lined up for miles. For those uh, about 30... About 30, man! CDs. It's a collector's item, baby. Maybe someday you can have somebody you know sell them on eBay. That's right. Or not. And then, of course, the T-shirts. My God. Fantastic what those will come in useful for. Car shabby. Right. Hanky. Rectum. Doily. 5670560. Oh, Pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular wireless line. Turban. That would be good. That would be an excellent right. instant schmata for you. Because right. the world, as you Sugar know, I keep telling head, you, right. the world is all about headgear. It's the battle of the headgear, man. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing today? Okay. Uh, is Winona Ryder on the poll? Not yet. Okay. Well, if you could put her on, I would think... Uh... Want a Ryder? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, one more question. Uh, does anybody know why Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe was not nominated for Best Picture this year? I thought it was great. Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe. Maybe they're tired of him already. I guess so, but it was a great movie. I saw it twice. Really? It's an excellent movie. It's the best movie of the year by far. Okay, thanks. Now, do you think that's uh, Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe is the best movie of 2005? Did you see it? I did not. I did. Oh. And? It's good. Not the best movie of the year. I don't think it's better than Crash. Oh, God. How could it be better than Crash? Now, some of you clowns out there, you're going to go out and you're going to get the Crash, or you're just going to crash, and then you're going to say to us, oh, well, you guys were raving about it so much, and I thought it sucked. Well, that, that's the Requiem for a Dream we had people say right. that. Look, if, if you don't think Crash is a good movie, then we don't want to know from you. Uh, a very good point. It's the same with anybody who thinks Network wasn't good. Yeah. Kind of punk. Yeah. Crime is mad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh, listen to me. Television is not the truth. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off right in the middle of the set. <laughs> <laughs> they showed that clip, uh, I'm at his hell. They showed that during the, did you yeah. see it the other night? Yeah, during the montage. Yeah. 
And every time I see it, it just it's just electrifying. I don't know how anybody could fall asleep during that movie. Well, maybe I he was really drunk. drunk. I'm sure it's possible. Huh? Maybe, maybe he was toasted. Yeah, it's probably likely. I mean, what night was it? No, uh, was that, it? I definitely wasn't. <laughs> you were not, huh? Sober as can no, be. Maybe you should have been. Maybe, maybe try it next time. Arbitrary detention fueling dire situation in Iraq, according to Amnesty International. Dire. D-I-R-E. Dire. Tens of thousands of people have been held arbitrarily in Iraq since the start of the U.S.-led invasion in March 2003, creating a situation that is ripe for abuse, Amnesty International has said. And I bet you it smells pretty ripe in there, too. Most of those held were neither charged nor faced trial, had no basic right to challenge their detention. The London-based human rights group said it launched a new report beyond Abu Ghraib detention and torture in Iraq. Nearly three years after the U.S. and Allied forces invaded Iraq and toppled the government of Saddam Hussein, the human rights situation in the country reigns dire, it said. They're in dire straits. The deployment of U.S.-led forces in Iraq and the armed response that endangered that engendered has resulted in thousands of deaths of civilians and widespread abuses amid the ongoing conflict. The report details what Amnesty calls human rights violations for which the U.S.-led multinational forces directly responsible as well as those increasingly committed by Iraqi security forces. You notice the security forces are out of control. You notice that? Yes, I did. For a while, though. The record of those forces, including U.S. forces and their U.K. allies, is an unpalatable one, they note. An unpalatable one. I don't like your delicious lunch from John the Baker. It is unpalatable. Let me say it again. Unpalatable. It added, since the invasion of Iraq and Mar, that's like guys that are finger painting. You want to know why? Because they got no palate. Oh, that's bad. What would you rather have, no palate or a cleft palate? Uh, okay, no palate. It added, since the invasion of Iraq in March 2003, tens of thousands of people have been detained by, uh, who was the other one that they were, were? It was Marlon Brando, Sir Lawrence Olivier, the other guy that was considered for uh, the Godfather. Oh, I know, it was not, not Harrison Ford, that's too long ago. Who the hell was but, it? I don't know. Somebody very well known, somebody famous. Somebody will call. And then Marlon put the, put the thing mm -hmm. in his cheek. Oh, brother. That was pretty fascinating. I, I had taped that earlier, and there was nothing else on, and I saw the Panthers lose, and I saw uh, Philly give a point away to Montreal last night. You know, I was suicidal about that. So I watched the Brando uh, biography. I bet you nobody in this audience realized, I, how many years have I told you that he, his first, um, how do I say it, his roommate when he went to acting school in New York as yeah. a young man was Wally Cox, Mr. Peepers. Well, you kind told us that. And like they said in there, it was a very unlikely duo, but they were uh, pretty tight, pretty tight, those two. And when Wally died, Marlon Brando went to court to fight Wally Cox's mother to get Wally's ashes. Huh. And she finally gave up the fight because she had assumed that, uh, based on his behavior, he needed them more than she did. He was, like, psychotic about it. Maybe he wanted to rub them croaked, on his forehead. When he croaked, he had their ashes uh, spilled together. Huh. Yeah. Which is very much, weren't we just talking about gay Edgar Hoover yesterday yes, and his we boyfriend? Were. Very interesting. Tolson, what that was his name, Clyde, Clyde Tolson? And when he died, they, now they weren't cremated, they were like buried side by each, right next to each other. We were close. I thought they were buried above each other. Yeah, but the question is who was on top? This is we know. Neil Rogers. Rectum. This is 560 QAM. We're the flagship station. This weekend on Access Hollywood. George Michael, you were busted over the weekend for drug possession, right? Yeah, yeah. What kind of shape were you in? Yeah, yeah. And what kind of drugs? 
cops wanted to bring you down to the station, what did you say to them? So, innocent or guilty? Anything else you want to say? Uh, no thanks. I don't swing that way. Uh, thanks for the interview. Gotta go. That's this weekend on Access Hollywood. Thanks, Pat. By the way, have another one. Bottoms up. 132 at QM, we got votes standing by with 1,218 votes. And out there at the van, we got a big number. It's incoming. It's incoming. Now, what do we have on the last one? 600? 600, yeah. 600. Well, we better be up to 7 now. We're not going to make that uh, 4,000 today. Is the phone ringing yet? No. Well, maybe he's really busy. Maybe they're, like, backed up all the way up to um, Naranja. Let's pretend. Down to Naranja. Maybe they're backed up to Ghouls. Yanni faces domestic battery charge. Oh, I extrapolated between 10 and 2 and men 2554 about a 6-3 in uh, January. That's pretty good. Not so bad, is it? It's in the right direction. Well, no, that's, and again, keep in mind, that's 10 to 2. Right. That's just my extrapolation. It could be like between a 6. It's probably around a 6 and probably more. Yeah, like 680 we got. Oh, 680 on the dial. So we got 680, so that's almost another 100. So uh, right. we, we got a shot. We got a half an hour to do 320. Let's see, 320 would get us right to 13 grand, man. That would be nice. Lucky yeah, 13. Would. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd, that'd be, be sweet. Uh, that'd be sweet. sweet. <laughs> huh? 12,680. You don't think we can do it, do you? Uh, no. Neither one of you. No. You don't? No. Shell gas station. Okay, here's the deal, okay? My whole reputation and career after 30 years in the market is on the line. Because these two naysayers don't think that I can do it. You didn't think I could do it the other day either, whatever we were shooting for. Remember that? Right. Past you like we're standing still. We got 12680 leaves 320 That's like 16 deals. Even Monty Hall's impressed. What the, was the guy's name? Jay, whatever his name was. Jay something or other. He used to bring um, bring all those prizes up on his little stands. Remember, he used to schlep yeah, all that? Jay, uh, Jay with the glasses. Jay Stewart. Okay. God, what a memory for crap. Good Canadian boy, Marty Hall, man. Good Jewish Canadian boy. Gave him zillions of dollars to charity. He's about 400 years old now. You know who was on after Don Knotts croaked the other day? They've had on a lot. I give up. Speaking of uh, that movie, uh, Touch of Class, Andy Griffith. Oh, okay. He's all over the place. And here we thought he was dead, or at least I did. I was sure he was dead. No. Yanni faces domestic battery charge after allegedly slapping his girlfriend. I like that. Oh. Easy listening music star Yanni spent a night in jail last week after being accused of slapping his girlfriend during a dispute at his Manalapan home. Yanni, 51, whose legal name is John Yanni Christopher. Oh, I love it. That's so soothing. Sweet. Right. It's music to slap your bitch by. Yeah, there you go. Slap her around, Yanni. Struck the woman after he told her to leave his beachfront home and she was gathering her belongings on Thursday night. The woman, Silva Barthas, 33, of Miami Beach, had a mark on her face and accused him of grabbing her arms and throwing her on a bed. The Greece-born keyboardist and composer faces a misdemeanor domestic battery charge. His West Palm Beach-based attorney, Orlando Gonzalez, denied Barthas' allegations. He called Yanni a nonviolent man who had never hurt anybody. He's the most gentile, a gentleman around, he said. His hands are his instruments. Right. <laughs> right. He that, used that's, what the, that's what the Boston Strangler said, too, I think. They were heading home to his house from dinner. At his house, she was getting her things when he, this is what she claimed. He grabbed her clothing off the hangers in the closet, threw them on the ground. 
Yanni then gripped and shook her by the forearms, threw her on her bed, and jumped on top of her. During the confrontation, he slapped her in the face. Police confirmed that Barthas had a swollen and bloody lip as she declined medical treatment and couldn't be reached by phone yesterday. Yanni explained to police that she kicked him, even though it sounded like a hissy fit to me, you know? Yeah. Clarence can relate to it. It sounded like a hissy fit. You know, Yanni is a self-taught pianist. I beg your pardon? He taught himself. Speaking of body parts, Arcadia, California, this is, this is uh, even for me, this is kind of sick, but it's a true story. A 16-year-old's prosthetic legs, a 16-year-old girl's prosthetic legs, which were stolen twice since November, have been quietly returned, police said. Huh. Would you make noise if you uh, no. had been the uh, perpetrator? Melissa Huff's mother found the legs in her unlocked car, which she had parked at Arcadia High School on Wednesday afternoon. Nobody was seen in or around the car. Arcadia Police Lieutenant Ken Harper said there were no witnesses. We lifted some fingerprints. We'll see if there's any match. Huff's right leg was amputated below the knee after she was struck by a car two years ago. The first theft happened in November 1st when somebody cut a hole in a window screen in the Huff's home and stole a $12,000 cosmetic leg. God, that's a lot to pay for a leg, isn't it? Sure is. Almost her doctor and like two puppies donated money for a new $16,000 sports leg, which he uses to play softball on the Arcadia High team. A sports leg, a cosmetic leg. You've seen them. And I have the feeling that we're on our last legs. The stolen leg was tossed in the family's backyard in January. But on Valentine's Day, somebody stole both legs after prying open a screen window. She'd been unable to wear either prosthetic at the time because of her surgery. The legs were returned Wednesday, but had graffiti on them. She was scheduled to pick up another new leg this Friday when the community rallied to buy for her. She said she and her family believe the thief knows her. Doesn't bother me, she said. I'm not scared of them. Arcadia's about 24 miles east of L.A. Arcadia. Now, let's see. Arcadia's where, uh, isn't Santa Anita's in Arcadia, I believe, is it not? You wouldn't know that. I would Hank not. of course, knows. Yeah, I think, uh, let's see. Hollywood Park is in Inglewood, I believe, California, and uh, Santa Anita's in Arcadia. I think. What do I know? been a long time since I've been out there. I'm not going there no more. You know where I'm thinking of going again? I give up. Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. I haven't been there in a long, long time. And, of course, it's a long schlep. But you know what a really good trip, like next summer, not this year, but yeah. like maybe next summer would be? Think about this. Bring me back to Maui, Maui. Toronto to, to uh, Vegas for a day or two, and then over to Hawaii for about four days, and then back to Vegas for a day or two, and then back here. How's okay. that sound? Though you were never going to Vegas again. Yeah, but but don't you understand? It's it's, it's convenient. It's right. Uh, he changes his I, mind a lot. I wouldn't anyway. go there again just by itself. In other words, just uh, to make a special trip to go right. there. Sure. But as a way of breaking up that very, because it's uh, I don't know, it's like about ten, eleven hours of flying to uh, Honolulu. You ever been to Hawaii? No. Josh? No. Well, why do you say it like that? Because it would cost money, and you know neither one of us has that. Well, I mean. What kind of family did you have? They didn't take you anywhere, like special? I mean, you I've, I've been a lot of places. Did, didn't you live uh, in California once upon a time? I did. Well, I, I've lived time. all over the place in, in this country. Well, Honolulu. Yeah. Well, Honolulu is well, in this yeah, country. technically. Aha! Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Expert. There you go, whatever. In this country. You see, that's the way you look at it, like it's some kind of a foreign country. Just because they got all those fat sumo uh, wrestlers there. Now, I'm telling you, it's a, oh, man. The Pacific Ocean is so beautiful. The Atlantic is schmutz, man. It's just like, oh, dirty and, oh, and cold. The Pacific is warm and clean and pristine. And you want to know why? Why? Because Hawaii is like there's not much else out there. You know, the Pacific is a huge ocean and there ain't not, not much in it. As opposed to the Atlantic, at least our part. You've got Florida and the Caribbean, all those islands, all those turds being drifted all over the Caribbean. Oh, my uh -huh. God. Like the Cayman Islands. My L.A. experience, uh, I didn't see much of a clean ocean. 
But that was a I'm long talk, time I'm ago. I'm not talking to L.A. You've got, okay. you've got 20 million people uh, polluting that. Okay. I'm talking out in the middle of the ocean, man. And smelt it. Oh, yeah. I felt it and smelt it and dealt it. And that drive, although I will say the drive up the West Coast Highway, do you guys either one do that? No. Like through, You never did that? No. Like Hearst Castle, you never saw that and drove up through Carmel and saw no. Clint Eastwood and Jessica Walter there? And huh? No. Josh? Over at no, Carmel by the sea. No. Oh, boy. Now, that's the only reason I'd go back to California, just to drive up that West Coast Highway. And maybe go to Sacramento. I love Sacramento. Go to the racetrack there. Mm. Watch Rick Keebler and the elves driving all around the track. How many votes we got? We got 1232. I'm going to the dentist tomorrow, by the way. George is going to be on. So if you hate your, if you hate me, be sure and tune in all four hours. But he ain't on all four hours. It's only uh, till 1250 because we got the Marlins. That's game. right. It's short. Not short enough, but... Uh, it's short. It won't be as painful as if you... And if you... Uh, whatever. We don't really care what you hate. We're just doing the best we can. I'm going to be playing Cat Calloway. Jessica Alba's got 171. The Woman You Most Desire, Halle Berry, 150. Angelina Jolie, 135. And Charlize Theron, 117. And your uh, lady, Scarlett Johansson, is uh, bubbling under. She's got 99. She's you bubbling. go, girl. Bubbling this up. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Rogers. Hi, this is Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger with another California report. This week... I've been traveling all across California to let people know about my strategic growth plan. Too many people. This is a huge problem all around our state. My plan will reduce quality of life for everyone in our state. Traffic is a huge part of my strategic growth plan. That's why in the coming weeks and months, pollution will be increasing. My plan will reduce roads, overpasses, bridges, and we can do it in a responsible way, raising taxes. My plan chokes the air with pollution and slows down the economy. And this is so important for California because it will help us reduce our population by nearly 20% over the next 10 years. Thank you very much for listening. Okay, thank you. 145 at QM. we got both standing by. Two Mad Dog is not here today. So we got Curtis from 4 to 7 and then the hurricane stuff. And don't forget, speaking of hurricane stuff, Josh Curtis will be at the uh, Smoky uh, Bones, uh, Berry Bones, Bernie Kosar's Steakhouse, 5960 Southwest 70th Street, just two blocks west of US 1, with the uh, Best Neal stuff, the uh, about 30 million t shirt, all the benefit of Band and Pat Rescue. If he don't raise at least 500 bucks there tonight, don't come back. All right, see ya. And right now, well, what do we got now? We got 760. Okay, so that's 12,765. Means we need 235 bucks more in 15 minutes. Can we do it? We're getting right on the edge of it now. It's a tall order. You think? Yeah. Yeah, we only did 80 bucks since that last one. So we're kind of like tailing off. We need 235 bucks between now and uh, 2 o'clock to get to even 13,000. That would be a nice, that would be almost a grand for today. That would be well, well worth Miguel's going out there for. Otherwise, major waste of time. And we're pissed off. You see how, how close we are to being happy about it? Right. We're very close. It's up to the audience. Up to you. Shell Station, Corner University and uh, Broward Boulevard, instead of going in there and wasting your money on them fattening donuts, right? Right. Or going right up to, uh, to Carvel up there. In fact, you can go to Carvel, just eat half the amount of ice cream you were going to buy. Don't get quite so many of them flying sausages. What else is in that? Uh, nothing. Is it what? It's in that neck of the woods. There ain't nothing no more. Oh, I don't There's know. There's that Chinese restaurant there, the Coriander Palace. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. The one where everything in the place uh, smells like armpits? Oh, no. I really don't know. 
Yeah, you do. We've talked about it. Anyway, uh, so we're, it's up to the audience. You've got 14 minutes. We need 235 bucks, which is what? Figure it out. 20 into 235. It's not hard math. Figure 240 is 12. 12. 12 deals. Or six. Six people with 40 bucks. That's more like it. Right? Or somebody really generous right. and wants to, cares about the puppies. In fact, it's right next door to that fine plantation animal hospital, right? Wouldn't you think that a lot of people as they're picking up or dropping off their little dogs and cats, they would stop by over there at the Shell gas station, gas up a little bit, and then see hi, say hi to Miguel and, and throw them a few bucks? It would be the right thing to do. That would definitely be the right thing to do if you care about dogs or cats. I mean, even cats. Well, speaking of cats, Rolling Stone magazine's a smash hit with the Chinese. What? The Chinese are big into cats, man. They like to stick them in yeah, that block and fry them up real good, a little Crisco. Mmm. Why do you think they love those Siamese cats so much? Chinese readers bought nearly every copy of the inaugural edition of Rolling Stone in Beijing yesterday. On the cover of the first edition in Chinese of the American Bible of Pop Culture is Kui Jian, the godfather of Chinese rock and roll. Featuring the 44-year-old rock star was a bold choice. Kui only last September played his first public concert in China in 12 years to nearly 10,000 fans in the Workers' Stadium in Beijing. The magazine features Jay Chow, a pop star from Taiwan, a, J a Nigo, a Japanese hip-hop artist, and Muzimi, a Chinese blogger famous for her sex diary, to round out its Asian input. More than half of the content is translated from the U.S. edition. I'll tell you one thing about those Chinese. The government may be repressive, but they sure... I say, although I guess, isn't it against the law to have more than two children there now? That's what I heard, but maybe they changed that. No, I don't think so. Oh, no. More than two kids? Bada-bing. Bada they shoot off your thin. Right with Beijing. Right. An opening editorial Rolling Stone says, Today we're sending out a call to our readers. Let us join together in the East to create a legend that will be worthy of this age. Well, whatever the hell that means. A legend. Sales have been brisk since it hit the streets on Saturday. One magazine, Stall Holder, said I've sold out. That's more than 20 copies today. Maybe it's because of the free gift, but I think it's because people are quite interested to read this new magazine. A baseball cap with Rolling Stone on the front is tucked into the magazine. I'm going to keep this as a souvenir. One day it could be a collector's item, said Wang Tong, as he bought the stall's last copy. Don't you think that the Orientals could do work a little bit on the names? And also the Muslims, you know? What? I'm sure it sounds normal to them. I mean, everybody, yeah, but everybody is named either Ahmed or Mohammed or a combination or right. Al, Alvis, Al Rosen, Al Goldstein, Al Schwartz, Al, you know? Right. Al Solomon. And what's wrong with the Chinese little, names? A little name help. Yeah. Everyone is Wallace? Maybe Booker Brown could, you know, create something fancy for him. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon singular wireless lines. Should we take a couple of calls here? Really shy well. callers here, but that's because they were so good. And I, I want to get all that good stuff in there. Right. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. A website you should probably check out. It's called impeachpack.org. Okay. It's a. I read about it yesterday in the Wall Street Journal. It's a an organization that's trying to uh, create awareness. For right. the, uh, the impeachment of both President Bush and uh, VP Cheney. And it's, um, you know, right now they're looking for funding. They also have sample letters that you can download and, you know, basically just put your own name on them. And uh -huh. Be careful about that, Pally. Be careful about that. So, I put somebody uh, else's name on it. If you, uh, if you get a chance, check it out. If you think it's worth plugging, then uh, hopefully we'll hear more about it. Okay, I'll take a look at it. Thanks. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm only half-joking when I say that, because I think people are going to be very... And, and that's the whole idea, is to intimidate the public. 
like all those little grandmas and grandpas, you know, they get together and they have their, their cookies, like we saw in Fahrenheit 9-11, you know. And next thing you know, the FBI is there, the CIA, uh, they're all investigating, they're knocking on your door, they're conducting all kinds of, you know, they're, they're, they're just terrorizing these people because they have the audacity to publicly speak out. Like Cindy Sheehan, you know, how long did it take? How many minutes did it take? About 30, man. Before they started the smear and smear campaign uh -huh. on her. Because she had the audacity to suggest that her son gave his life for nothing based on a pack of lies. Shame on her. So there are a lot of people, and this is the way fascism works. You know, you silence everybody, and you threaten, just like the thing with the reporters now. They're following that story we had yesterday. And you think America cares? No, they don't. That's the problem. And we got Kira Phillips there on CNN talking crap. It can, as can. Oh, brother. I'd like to see a big tumor grow on her forehead before 2 o'clock. 1,250 votes were doing great on that poll. Sensational. The woman you most desire. We're doing great on the website. We're doing great with uh, everything else. But uh, the thing with the uh, CD. Now, now, seriously, how, how much do you think we're going to raise? All uh, you said three months we're going to do this. That would be March, April, May. Forty. To 50 I, 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 say, I say just to be sure, let's, let, let's carry it on until the summer schedule starts. Okay. Well, like the middle of June, for my June vacation. How's that? Uh, 50 grand. Think we can do that? Yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. Wouldn't be bad at all. Oh. That would make it all worthwhile. I mean, we're sure. almost at 13 right now. We'd be really, we'd be ecstatic. We would be squeezing our kneecaps. We'd be like dancing a jig and a Kazatsky and a Kana Hora and whatever else. If by 2 o'clock we got that extra 235 bucks. You think it's going to happen? No. No. Why not? Why are you so negatory? Well, it's just my style. No wonder uh, Clarence hates you. <laughs> no, he didn't. He was, he was very, uh, we had a, a good chat. Good. I'm, uh, I'm relieved. As the bishop said, we have an understanding. Of course, remember what happened to the bishop, Clarence? <laughs> Don't forget that. No, that was a good scene. Remember that when he went mm -hmm. tumbling down that <laughs> spiral staircase uh -huh. there at the Vatican? That was, that was a long fall. Yeah. With the flowing, fluttering yeah, robes. The flowing gown that uh -huh. he had on, man. Oh, that was so lovely. He had such a nice outfit. One thing you got to say about those uh, those pansies at the uh, Vatican. They sure <laughs> are little snappy dressers. Yeah, they are. I was going to say faggots. Barry Bonds. First, Kirby Puckett died. Now, why couldn't Barry Bonds have died and Kirby Puckett stay alive, Josh? Barry Bones. Barry Bones. That, that was cute. Barry Bones. Oh, my God. And, of course, uh, he's getting by on a Barry Bones budget. He only makes, what, about 15 million years, something like that, to be doing all hemorrhoids? That's right. And if, if this book, and I just have a feeling they didn't publish a book like that without knowing their crap, having their ducks in a row. They don't no, know. He really is doing just trying to make a couple of bucks. Creams and potions and lotions and schmearing this and uh, popping pills. You know, I think that I have like an asterisk. Because the idea that to put him in the same category with like real ball players like Hank Aaron and stop, Baby yes. Ruth. What? It's tired, this argument. Put him in the same category with like real ball players. That would, that would be like putting racehorses that are that are using stimulants and drugs in the same category with like Niatros and Secretariat. Stuff like that. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Jason, you're on QAM. We don't have any National Guardsmen because they're all fighting a war in Iraq right now. Not the National Guard. Pardon? Not the National Guard. No National Guard in Iraq? Not, not, there's no National Guard. Uh, no. Oh, what is that? We've got to call him the number one rated in the Mohammed and David in his home, at least according to my aspirations. 
Stay away from me. I don't even know how you have children. Miramar, hello. Yes, I want your take on Jay Fiedler. Oh, well, Jay Fiedler is a great quarterback and a good Jew. I like Jay Fiedler. Uh, well, not to mention he's got extraordinarily smooth buttocks. Oh, yeah! You've got to be careful what you say here. Oh, get up. Thank you, Ma. No, 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 wait a minute. Don't go. But I have nothing else to say. Well, how about this? How's the weather down there in the Miramar? I'm right down the street from you. Oh, yeah. I have to go. Oh, wait, oh, wait. By the way, sir. No, no, I, I have to go. Look, I tell you what. I'll hold you over the break. How's that? Huh? I'll give you one of my old uh, tank T-shirts. How's that? Bye-bye, No, wait. <laughs> That was the only caller we had. The veins on your nose is glowing again. Here's the big number. Here comes that magical moment. It's going to be bad news, I'm afraid. And the final is 850. Yes. 850. Oh, so close. 12,855. All we needed was another 145 bucks. Seven more people. Seven or eight. And you want to know what? There is only one. Let's find some good in that. You know what it is? It's good for you. For who? For Josh. Why is that? Because that means now, tonight, at Smokey oh, Bones, right. uh, Barry hit, Bones right. uh, Bernie Kosar Steakhouse, all he needs to do is get the other 145 bucks, and we'll have our 13 grand. So come on out, folks. I mean, if you can't get 145 bucks, Jesus, that, wouldn't that be embarrassing? Yeah, it will be. What did you get the other day at uh, Smokey uh, Joe's? $1.50. I got 80 like I said, you better start leaning on this right now. The address is 5960 Southwest 70th Street, just two blocks west of US 1. And Josh will, uh, like, dance on the table naked if you throw a 20 at him, okay? Bernie Kosar Steakhouse, 145 bucks. Anybody could do that. Bye, bye, bye! 